Time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Me and Stan Cock here from um, 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 Northeastern Washington State of the undisclosed location of Bite Me. All right, well, what we're doing is we're going to be here probably another through the next weekend. There's a bunch of social things going on I want us to hang out for, and then we're going back to Arizona. So now it's time to get everything all done and all our skills on the building the dooms, of which Lawrence has been a big part. Lawrence Driggs is going to hang out with us. He's friends with uh, uh, Scott Armstrong. Now, Scott Armstrong has rebunked news rebunked.news and uh you know we're gonna be yakking about you know stuff let me do his bio you know in this intro here real quick because there's a bunch of stuff i want to talk about like we got up these video platforms and so on i want to we're going to discuss a bunch of stuff because here we go i mean it's going to be you know we're getting interesting you know this election cycle and so on whatever scott is the host and producer of the rebunked podcast Broadcasting out of the last American Vagabond Studios in Franklin, Tennessee. Now, Scott just moved to Tennessee, went there and kind of, you know, uh, making use of the uh, American Vagabond. And he's like, hey, you know, we'll get your butt over here. I'll get you a business card and we'll get you, you know, a, you know, uh, a studio and get you all the you Come over here. Come over here. Yeah, the last American Vagabond. So this is a... Um, you know, a work in progress, a co- collaboration there. You can talk about that a little bit. That'll be interesting. Now, um, he's uh, broadcasting out of the Last American Vagabond Studios, which is in Franklin, Tennessee, which I guess is what, near Nashville? Something is that too, not too far from Nashville, is it? Yeah, it's about 15 miles south of Nashville. Nashville! He is the Nashville. former host and producer of the Truthzilla podcast. You can find links to his show at Rebunked. Dot news rebunked with Scott, Ar- Scott Armstrong, rebunked dot news. Now rebunked. All right, before I go further, rebunked. What the hell does that mean? You rebunked. Okay. Glad you asked. Yeah, because uh, you know, the beginning of well, we've heard the heard term debunked, right? Everything's yep. been debunked, right? You know, one of my favorite movies in this whole uh, you know, truth movement is uh, <clears throat> what is it called? It's uh, nine eleven, New Pearl Harbor. It's the Massimo Mazzucco movie. And a lot of then they bring on all these 9/11 debunkers, and they basically debunk the debunkers, like all of their claims, and they show well, if that's the case, then what about this, and what about this, right? So, obviously, debunking is is something that's been weaponized against truth the last several years, in particular. You know, they say 
like all of our claims, like they'll they'll find some stupid little straw man argument, all these fact checkers, and they'll be like, oh, that's been debunked. That's been debunked, right? Safe and effective, safe and effective, blah, blah, blah. You know, they, that's their way of weaponizing reality just by saying, oh, it's been debunked and writing it off. Oh, you don't have to look at that anymore because that's been debunked. Well, all of those claims that they were saying have been debunked the last couple of years are now mainstream news. Oh, the masks aren't effective? Oh, okay, all right, all right. Well, actually, the shots give you, like, negative immune whatever. Like, it's just like, okay, so all the stuff they were saying was debunked. is now not only true, but it's mainstream information. So I say, like, all that stuff has been rebunked. So, you know, we're rebunking all this stuff that they were saying you was gotta debunked. you got to have a right? slogan so or something. That's an awesome explanation, but you got to put it on a bumper sticker. You know, I know, I know. I think you told me that last time, too. Re- yeah, I was like... Restoring <laughs> the debunk or something. I mean, you know, it, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll... Yeah, you know, that's what I do. I come up with some clever little. If it's less than, I love it. If it's more than five words, I you know I'm writing a novel. All right, so yeah. rebunked with Scott Armstrong. Now celebrating the awakening of humanity through conspiracy vindication. A show. There you go. Conspiracy vindication. That's it, right there. There, there you go. Conspiracy yeah. vindication. See, I knew you'd come up with two words. All right, a show by the guy who brought you the Truthzilla podcast. What's the difference between conspiracy theory and fact? About six months. Say, hey, man, you the man. You know, this is the you know, mindset I have for a long time. I'm like, right on. You know, just just wait a week. It'll come around. Join me as we venture into this strange new world and explore everything from conspiracy and geopolitics to solutions and healing, recovery, spiritually, and health. We will have plenty of laughs along the way, I promise. Now, tell us about your show. You moved in Nashville area. You uh, got a pickup truck and some tools, and you go, what? Yeah, everybody needs a handyman. You know, everybody needs, you know, kind of, and all of a sudden you're busier than you can take, you know. So that's always, you know, somebody does something and answers the phone and finishes a job. I mean, what a concept. So here you have uh, moving to Nashville to do this. You had um, the last American Vagabond has a broadcasting studio, and he kind of hooked up with a little bit, and he's he's latched onto you, man. He's like, ooh, yeah, we keep that microphone warm and, and the seat. You know, so you can do that. How often do you do a show? Um, I try. I mean, I've been doing, gosh, upwards of four a week, some weeks, but I try to keep around like maybe two, maybe three, three average, I would say. But uh, two is a good, comfortable number. I feel like I get a little bit overwhelmed once it starts getting to be about four. Uh, and then the week before last, I had five on the books and I had three people that weren't able to make it. So, you know, it ebbs and flows. I don't have any set time that I broadcast. It's just kind of like whenever. But, uh, you know. I've just been getting so many like people coming into my circle or just things that interest me. And I'll reach out, Hey, you want to do an interview? And I'll just overbook myself. Just insane amounts. Like here we are on a Saturday afternoon. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I can squeeze that in. I've got an engagement here at six o'clock and I got a, you know, like, yeah, let's just do it. All right, I well, love let's it, talk man. about your it, platforms so, yeah. here. Yeah. I got up a video plat rock fin, um, info wars is band dot video odyssey rumble bit shoot. What is yeah. the criteria by which you select these, expand them, would add a new one, would drop someone. Is there any criteria at all or just whoever take it? Um, yes, there's, there's a couple of criteria. You know, I have a YouTube channel, but if you go to my YouTube channel, the title says uh, Rebunked News. I don't broadcast on YouTube. Like, that's the title of my channel. And then, like, the most re- – and I was uploading some videos, and then uh, I kept getting strikes, you know, taken down. And so my most recent YouTube page – it basically, your most recent YouTube video, it's just the thumbnail just says, I don't post on YouTube. Go to rebunk.news. So I'm done with YouTube. I'm just not even going to mess with it anymore. 
I understand the value, like what Ryan does, like with his pirate streams, where he just you know keeps jumping from one channel right. to the next. Yeah. And I I, get, I I feel like that that's a great approach. Um, but I just am like I'm just done with it, dude. I don't even care. So well, that's just um, making fun of them and showing yeah, you can bypass yeah, them and whatever, yeah. and it's kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, and I, I don't and I have some damage. awesome news I want to talk about later in terms of pirate stream. So let, let me we'll get back to that though. We'll get back to that. You do it right, freaking stream. now! Don't go teasing me like that with pirate. Okay, stuff. okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Well, I want I want to talk about those platforms for sure, but also, uh, so we are so much is happening over here in Franklin. Like it's so exciting. It's so exciting. We are actually launching our own media company. That's right. And so we were kicking around the idea of what to call it, what to think. And, and so it's a collaboration between myself, Ryan Christian, Last American Vagabond, and then another local podcaster named Courtney Turner, who uh, if, you, if you don't know Courtney Turner, I can put you in touch. She's fantastic. She's got an amazing story of like overcoming extreme adversity in her life to be where she's at today. And she's just got amazing contacts. Like She knows like all these people just like, what? Like I went to a little... Uh, she invited uh, us to go to this little, I don't know, it was like a little, like a little, like a, like a, like a health seminar thing with like a bunch of booths and stuff. And then her fr- she's like, yeah, I'm going to meet my friend there. Her friend shows up and I was like, God, where have I seen this lady before? And it was uh, Candace Owens and Owens assistant. I can't remember her name. Gina, Gina. And I've been following her on on Instagram for a long time because she's a big time truther. And I'm like, oh, this is your friend? Like, what the heck? I've been following this lady forever. She's got like hundreds of thousands of followers. I'm like, so she's, she's connected with all these people. And she's so she like, she's a little deep dive researcher and does like fantastic work. Courtney Turner, the Courtney Turner podcast. Um, I'm going to a speaking event tonight with her, um, with Jay Dyer. Jay Dyer's opening the event and, uh, she's doing a presentation and an aerial acrobatic performance. You know, she's, uh, just a multi-talented, awesome gal. So the three of us have come together and we're decided to launch our own media company. And that gives that, and then we're not even sure what that's going to look like right now. But I'm thinking like the Daily Wires here in Nashville. We want to give them a run for their money. We want to be like the Daily Wire that doesn't suck, you know what I mean, or whatever. So, <laughs> so that's that's kind of the idea. And 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 we were kicking around names like what to call it. And then we were like, oh, like pirates. What about pirates? Something to do with pirates, you know, this and that. And then the name came up. How about just pirate stream media? Because Ryan's kind of innovated the the whole idea of pirate streaming. He's already got the brand, the whole idea behind it, and so there it is. Announcing it, we, we've announced it already officially on a, a collaborative show we did on TLAV, but uh, letting your audience know, Pirate Stream Media, look for it. It's going to be coming here. Hopefully, you know, big things will be happening in the near future. So, all right, exciting very stuff. Cool. We're all about. But, uh, we're all about pirating. You know, we got. Yeah, you. Own... I know you are. I know you are. Pirates without borders. So. Yeah! Yeah, more we will whip some ass, you know. And there's yeah. a lot of stuff going. You know, we're in the mindset of, and a lot yep. of times when we first started doing, a lot of people, oh, pirates are bad. They're bad. I go, you know, look at the history where the pirates they were escaped freaking slaves, and you know, and comp, you know, a uh, Shanghai Navy guys, and where they find, yeah, we're against the crown now. You know what? So there's a lot to be said for this mindset, and the mindset that you have going into. Um, the uh, radio and what you're doing. Your mission is what? What? What are you? What are you trying to accomplish? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I feel like um, right now, oh man, my, my well, my journey has like changed so much just ever since I started speaking into a mic. And it's like in the beginning, it, the whole idea with like Truthzilla, for example, the whole idea was about getting this information out there so that people could understand what was happening in the world, right? That was the whole premise of starting that show 
was to, um, you know, because I already understood about 9-11. I already understood, like, you know, how corrupt our government actually is, you know. But I didn't feel like the rest of the world did. And, and that was the whole reason that we started the show was to introduce these ideas to the general public. MK Ultra, 9-11, Tower 7, you know, vaccines, just like the childhood vaccines schedule period. You know, these are things that I, I feel like like people would need to understand these topics in order to understand what was going on with the world. I can't just walk up to somebody and be like, hey, did you know the New World Order is here? They need all these other building blocks in place to understand it. So that was the beginning was to, like, get information out there. And as this has continued to escalate, um, you know, now my mission is, yes, to still, like, sound the alarm and get this information out to people in a way that um, they can maybe use it to help wake up loved ones or relatives. But also now it's just all about solutions. It's about, okay, so now we have this information. What are we going to do about it? Thank you. Now we're going to do that. Yeah, and that's and that's where uh, I just feel so strongly into like that's what that's what I want to talk about. Like, uh, you know, next week I'm having like a guy on that's all about homeschooling. You know, he built his own homeschooling curriculum, um, things like that, and then just the whole idea of building community. That's I had a guy uh, this last week who's uh, you know, building. He's like a permaculture farm, you know, permaculture farmer. I guess is that what you call it, but uh, permaculturist um, has his own farm out in Missouri, and they're they're doing a big build out there as well you know and so it's just like bringing this information so you know let's talk about that big build out in missouri what does that mean is it you know a a community individual Mm -hmm. lots um you know uh, you know david i (laughs) I think ld might know what i'm talking about but uh this is uh they're they're, it's a bear taria you guys familiar with bear taria yeah, I was going to ask if it was connected to that that project. Yeah, yep, that's uh, Mr. Permi Bear and their construction company. They're they're basically buying some property out in Missouri, where the most recent uh, National Bear Fest was at, and they're actually building that property and they're building they're building dome they're building the dome out there right now. Like that's their first big build is they're building the dome uh, on that property, and so uh, Lawrence yeah, they, they knows how to build domes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh. I know. Well, so that must be the guy because I was listening to Owen Benjamin uh, a couple weeks yeah. ago, and he mentioned uh, somebody was writing in, and I heard some guy in a dome retreat. And so, is that the that's the dude? That's it. Who? Yep, what's his it. name? It, it, uh, well, so the guy, <clears throat> the guy I interviewed, his name's Adam Stevens. He runs a, a company called uh, uh, Ozark Legacy Construction. He's got his farm. Uh, it's like two episodes ago. I just had him on. Uh, yeah, you have a construction yeah, build- guy, and he's building domes. Yeah. See? Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, there's a demand for it, for sure. And then this other guy, Christopher Gardner, who's kind of affiliated with that Veritaria uh, community as well. So uh, anyway, you know, that's that's just, I, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like in whatever capacity we can come together and build community, like, that's where it's at, man. So, I don't know. I, I'm, so I'm all about just, like, solutions but like i was saying like i love i love getting in the ring and 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 just talking about like bill gates and all that crazy stuff too so i would be i wouldn't be if i was just fo- you know what i mean i just love doing it all so i say like half and half half solutions half um beer porn <laughs> <laughs> you know I've, I've been doing it for so long that i'm done with the fear i'm you know if you haven't figured out that there's something wrong by now yeah then yeah. i don't really not gonna spend a lot of wasted time trying to convert you save you warn yeah. you whatever if you haven't figured it out by now you're too stupid to be in my world i mean you know yeah. that kind of thing yeah i mean not that bad but i mean you know it's uh, yeah. yeah pretty close so i'm just like yeah. there is uh there are so many solutions and a lot of it is 
we just our attitude you know just what we do with our time and our resources and who we hang with and how we educate and raise our children and ourselves and so on i'm just you know the solutions are there or certainly you can highlight what's in your way and what do you think is in the way of humanity's um freaking awesome possibility of abundance you know we have the capability right freaking now but yeah. you know they them those that won't leave us alone survive on the dispatching or the the dealing out you know from the dealer of abundance you know like oh you get some and you get some and you kiss the ring and you get and you live in the right place and you and i'm just going if we just ignored all of that and just did it ourselves, you know, we'd be able to accumulate so much more resources and then, oh, you got too much. We're going to take that away. We're going to tax that, you know, limit, uh, eliminate that. You're not allowed to do that. So I'm, I, I see such abundance, right, you know, within our grasp. And, uh, oh, you got too much and you got to share. So I'm wondering what your goal is. You know, as you're going through this and this awareness, you're going, all right, I would be able to step back, chill, live, if only what? Hmm. Well, I, I'm, I'm not putting myself in that box. I don't feel like if only this condition was met, then I could live. I feel like I'm living fully right now. I'm so grateful Boom. right now for everything happening in my life. Like, I'm living it right now, 100%. Like, I don't – like, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, they'd have zero – impact over me right now I'm, I'm living it to the fullest although i have goals i do have goals and they're things i want to achieve so i'm definitely looking at it in those contexts but i'm not like at all in any way shape or form saying like oh if only this were happening then i could be fulfilled i'm i'm just like <laughs> i can't even i'm just in awe of my life every single day for sure but that being said you know i some of the goals that i have are just you know continue to build this community that that i'm starting to meet here we're doing we do meetups here we actually have one here in another couple weeks um, just kind of like, uh, mostly Bertaria type people, but also, uh, I just got involved, plugged in with the freedom cell group here in, uh, in, in the Nashville area. And I started chatting with some of those folks. Um, you know, my, my personal goals is like, I, right now I'm renting a room in a house in downtown Nashville, like a mile from like, you know, the Johnny cash museum in downtown Nashville. So, uh, I would like to get some property eventually and, and just start, you know, finding a place to just really build out some land and, and grow my own food and maybe get some animals. I'm 39, right? Yeah, still in your 30s. Got time. Got time. Yeah, you know, I got plenty of time. And you, honestly, you, you right now. you a relationship at now or no? I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm. that's something, too. I Like, you know, one of the big spells that has been broken for me over the last couple of years was just like I always just like was thinking that like ki having kids would be like a huge inconvenience. Like, oh, why would I want kids? Like, that's so horrible. You know what I mean? And. Now I'm at a point in my life where I'm just like, oh man, I was completely wrong about that. So honestly, I am trying to find a gal and maybe have some kids and get a homestead. And that, that that's the vision, that's the dream. That's the only thing that would be like, okay, if anything, that would be you know something. To yeah, pursue. heck, and even then, at three years old, they can collect eggs, maybe pull a couple weeds. Exactly, I mean, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. That'd be my 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 labor force right there, right? So anyway, well, you know, don't uh, take that lightly. And you're not like you're, you know, that that's just teaching responsibility and grow. I have four children and, you know, yeah. 12 grandkids. So I, you know, I'm all yeah. kitted up and I'm telling yeah. you, 
You know, my kids used to say, we're never bringing, you know, grandkids over to you. Put them to work. And I go, you damn skippy, I will. They want to go to the movies and get and stuff. And grandpa pay for, man, I'm getting some weeds pulled or something. And, um, but uh, as time went on, they started to understand. And then, you know, the grandkids, they love it. Oh, if we do this and this, we'll get the apps all freaking lootly. You know, well, so it's a, it's a reward thing. I, I, I guess it, it happens when you're teenagers. If you haven't raised your kids right and then be all got it together by the time they're teenagers, it's too freaking late, you know. So fortunately, you know, we did really well. We're really tight with our kids, and I really awesome. enjoy them. They make life worth living, and uh, you think much more long-term and deeper with that. And then they start to get involved, and you become – you know, a society, an army, a family that is able to resist a lot of this stuff. And I want my family to survive with their sanity and their safety and their future and their children intact. And by being aware of what's going on, as much as you be disgusted with it and it sucks, you're a lot more prepared for it. What do you think we got to prepare for? What's coming? Oh, man. You know, I mean... It's kind of interesting when you look at, like, through history, like, there's all these, like, different uh, fear campaigns that have been initiated against the population, and none of it actually really happens, you know? Uh, you know, you had, like, the Cuban Missile Crisis, like, you're hiding under your desk, you have, like, Y2K, you know? I mean, sure, there, that's not to say that there hasn't been, like, horrible things that have been, like, like trauma rituals that have been initiated on us, like 9-11, like, you know, economic collapses, which, you know, probably to a certain degree are formulaic and orchestrated you know it's not just an organic thing like oh no never didn't see that one coming you know that these are actual like i mean that's that's partially why the federal reserve was to was created was to bail out like you know basically to <laughs> i mean your, your audience probably knows all this but it's like you know you, you, everyone's just profiting off of the this big bubble that's being built and then it crashes and then it, they profit off of the 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 economic or the the, the easing right what is it the quantitative easing right all that good stuff what's up guys so you know it's just a big scam it's just a big nonsense and so like i feel like in order to bring about this great reset they need to destroy the old system in order to reset it right and so i'm just i feel like building if you have a strong enough community where you're getting your food directly from people that are growing it or whatever which is something i'm deliberately working on right now you know have you you done that before have you you know, grown your own no. food, try to be a little bit more off grid kind of, you know, is this new for you? Uh, kind of. I, I was uh, dating a gal who was way into this back in Oregon, and um, she taught me a lot. Um, she was very much into gardening, and that was a really cool thing that we got to do. We're still really good friends. She, We both fled the state. She ended up in Idaho. I ended up here. Um, but, uh, you know, big shout out to her. Uh, but, um, you know, it was just uh, – that's something I want really bad. You know what I mean? I'm just like not there right now, but I am networking and meeting people who are doing that. And I'm, I'm doing work for people who are doing that sort of thing. So I've got like, got like a, you know, a bug out location and I've got people who are, you know, doing that sort of thing. Well, tell the people, so, Scott, what you did. Yeah. Scott Armstrong moved the yeah. Nashville area to, I don't know, become self-sufficient, uh, be a handyman that, you know, help people yeah. do our meet people, do accumulate, get land, do something. And, what uh, talk to the people about what you decided to do of uh, taking your knowledge and tools and start and you you be busy you know so yeah man talk about that okay well uh, you know I the handyman thing was kind of an accident and it's really a funny story actually so I uh 
my my career the last like many many years has been as a drug and alcohol counselor so i've been like in an office you know facilitating like group group counseling sessions you know that's kind of been my background for for several years many years now so i I came out here fully with the intention of getting back into the field you know i actually lost my job out in oregon because i wouldn't take this experimental injection and there was a lot more to it than that like i was being kind of like a a vocal uh, i was very vocal in the office of my opposition to it (laughs) so i was kind of like i had like painted a target on my back with all that so it was it was a it was inevitable i knew that I didn't, I wasn't going to be working there much longer, but anyway, so I wanted to come out here with the intention of getting back into that. And while I was applying for jobs as a counselor, I, uh, I just basically put up a Facebook post saying like, Hey, I got a truck. I got some tools, you know, if you guys need any help, like around your farm or property. And that was like part of what, you know, I feel like part of the success with that was, was I made this ad and I basically said, you know, I'm looking to kind of live a more agrarian lifestyle and I'm looking to meet others who are already kind of, you know, doing that sort of thing. And, and so primarily I'd love to like help around, like if you have a farm or if you, you know, trying to like need some, need a hand with your property. And then now that's the type of responses I got. And I guess it's got dozens and dozens of responses, maybe like a hundred responses just from that one ad. And I filled up my calendar with like work just from that one Facebook post for like three months. It was crazy. And, uh, and from there I just haven't stopped. And, and then, you know, and and out of that, I just was like, well, I guess I just started my own handyman business. And it's like, I don't have any formal training in any, where did you start that? Was that in California or when you went to Nashville, you already knew you were going to do this when you went to Nashville. So no, I had no idea that I was going to do that. I, I, you know, (laughs) I was in Oregon. I was in Eugene, Oregon. Like that was my, where I was from originally. Like I, I came through California, but I'm not, uh affiliated with California. (laughs) So putting up your handyman shingle was first done after you moved to Nashville. Yeah. And I was only, I only did that just because I figured, Hey, I'll just get some like side work until I could become a counselor again. And, and now seeing the demand and like how rewarding it is and how, how actually, you know, appreciative they are. Somebody actually showed up on time with tools, know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, I half the time I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm like YouTube and a lot of stuff and it's like, I'm learning though, but, but I've been able to also like get underneath and I'm not taking on any jobs that I don't feel confident doing. Like a lot of it was like landscaping in the beginning. I've learned so much like, Oh my God, it's crazy. But then a lot of the people that have reached out to me for, to hire me have been like contractors and they just need like a hand with stuff. So I'm like going in and I'm learning, you know, how to tile right now. I'm, we're working on a whole house remodel. And I'm underneath a guy who uh, is a you know very experienced contractor, and he's teaching me how to like wire a house. And so it's like I'm I'm learning all these things that I was kind of like I need to learn anyway. Yeah, you're hoping to get you'll world, be built, you know. <laughs> yeah, so so just overall, just a huge blessing. And then probably the most valuable and amazing thing about the whole thing is that I just get to work for myself. And if I need to take a day off to do a podcast, I could just I don't need to check in with anybody. It's like I just don't schedule anything that day, and I'm good, you know. And it's it's the and the people that I've been working with, particularly the folks that I'm working with right now, this house remodel, like the owners are just the coolest people ever. Like they're in there working too. They're like, hey, if we mess up, it's cool, no worries, you know? Like they're just YouTube and everything and just like we're just figuring it out. Um, so I'm making like friends out of the whole thing. It's just amazing, man. So my, I- my whole message and this is well, just real quick, like this is something that I we talked about last time I was on your show and Ernie, I'm always honored to have, be on your show, man. Like you're just such a legend. So cool. But really, just just you know anybody that's out there in the world right now, if you're not happy with what where your what your position in life is, if you're just like looking around like oh, there's got to be something different, like you know, 
take a moment and just take a risk and maybe invest in yourself and take a moment. I'm just like, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Like my buddy, uh, Dean Reiner out in Oregon is the one that inspired me to do this because he basically just said he made a post. He was working at the post office. He was a mail carrier and he made it. He just put up a little thing at a feed store near him saying like, hey, I got a truck and some tools. I'm available if anybody needs any help. And he lives in a rural community in Oregon and he, he was able to leave the post office and do that full time. And so it's just like look for opportunities to be of service to your community and you can like literally escape the matrix. It's crazy, man. You know, it's scary, but it's crazy. Well, this is, I mean, as you look back on it as someone that's, I don't know, not an idiot, you know, you look back on it and you go, you know, hard work and capability and actually producing products, being of service to people. I mean, this has always been in demand. Well, when people start to get this entitlement thing and the people with those kinds of skills and that kind of culture start getting to retirement or they get older and they, you know, they, they benefited from that kind of work ethic. And now they're they're chilling and they're the ones hiring the people to do it. You know, yeah, I know yeah. how to do it. I don't feel like doing it. I already did it. You know, who's out there to do it? Oh, there's nobody. What the hell happened? So yeah. when you have some people such as yourself and others that get some skills and it's not that hard i mean you could watch a youtube hell just work with uh, as an apprentice under someone for a week i mean you know something you get those skills and if you have the character if you have the desire if you got some personal skills and you're not a drug addict scumbag you know then you're of value to people that need this kind of hell a lot of times the people will show you this is what i need mm -hmm. to do you don't know how to do it. i'll show you how to do it you do it yeah. i gotta go work you know, yeah, so this is exactly it. when somebody starts to um, uh, put themselves out there like you did. You go to Nashville and you go, you know, have hands will travel. I mean, you know, I you know, let, let's do it. And I go, all right. And all you got to do is get one good recommendation from someone to the someone. To so boom. Then you in business, you know, and I think that's probably what you found out. Once you started, you're polite. You know, you brush your teeth, uh, you know, you, you don't, you know, do burnouts in your yard. I mean, you know, whatever. And you get stuff done. Then you're, you're like, oh, yeah, you need some stuff, this guy. And it just builds. So how long did it take you from the time that you started to demonstrate your willingness to work and help people before, damn, this is a thing and you're off and running? It was instantaneous. It was instantaneous. Yeah. Yeah. And especially I, I attributed a lot to the fact that Nashville itself is just booming. You know, I'm not used to that. Like Oregon was very depressing. Like it was just like there was not much going on. Like it wasn't like a vibrant, uh, you know, booming community at all. And out here in Nashville, like they're building high rises everywhere. Like if you look at the skyline, there's like all these cranes and they're building like Why? high rise buildings Why everywhere, man. It's just like this place is just on fire. Why? Right now. And it's like, I, I think while well, a lot of people are are moving here, it's Why? just uh, just because of freedom. I think it's freedom. I got a bucket of wise man. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, we need to understand what's happening in the country yeah. as you move yeah. from the northwest down into you know Tennessee area, get more south and so on. Um, is it the weather, the culture, the songs, the you know the, the desire, the laws, the politics? I mean, what is it you think? Um, all those things. Like I, I think Nashville is kind of a magical place. Like I just, um, it's really amazing, but you know, also it's probably just going to be a smart city. They're probably herding people into these designated smart cities, right? Nashville is probably going to be one of them, <laughs> but anyway, that's a whole. well, I mean, thing. is I it know. a city thing? See, I know you're looking at the city when you have, you know, uh, more lax regulations, a little bit more freedom, a little bit more, 
you you can do what you want to do. A little bit more of a, a different kind of culture. You know, a lot of times I'm from originally from Florida till I was 12 and I have family and stuff there. And in the rural areas of Florida, there was no government kind of thing. It was yeah. who you knew neighbors over the holler of the across the swamp of somebody, whatever the hell. And now it's all, you know, it, they have to be on the net and they got to be approved and there has to be a, you know, stroke dash form of fill out of they are allowed to build them something, you know, and the more places that are not like that, that are more rural, that have not been uh, metropolized, that's how they do business. They don't give a credit because Fred says you can do it. You can do it, right? I can do it. That's where I did it. All right. That's what I want done. Go do it. Oh, did you get your license of your kind? You know, who gives a crap about that? You know, that it's can you do it or not? And then a lot of times the services are traded. Have you traded your services for other stuff, you know, other expertise of somebody, other materials, other what have you used your actual labor and knowledge into getting other stuff that wasn't necessarily paid in U.S. dollars? Mm. Yeah. Well, what yeah. have you done? Have you, have you, you know, worked out, traded out stuff yet? Yeah, I have actually. I went to a little um, agorist meetup over in near Knoxville, which is like East Tennessee, and and just very much like what you were just describing there. Like, I just love like some of these like small little like Bible Belt towns, like just like brick buildings, and just like it's really really cool once you get outside of like the metropolis area here. But uh, uh yeah. So one of my friends' friends who uh, has a it's the Agora podcast, I think his name. His name's uh, Sec. He goes by Sec. Uh, I think that's what it's called, the Agora podcast. Anyway, they were having like a little gathering, and we got invited out there and went out there. And uh, it was just a cool little camp out for the weekend. And I did do some barter. I got some like very subversive books, um, and I traded for silver. You know, I was actually in in agorist mode. So I brought, I brought my uh, – my Agora box, I called it, like some like five five six and some silver, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to do some barter and trade. You know what I mean? So it's cool. Any any of these counter economic actions, and I would say, you know, hopefully the IRS doesn't come across this podcast, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm uh, my model is a very counter economic model of uh, supporting myself these days. So there you go. Yeah, this is where <laughs> they're going to, um, you know, they want to eliminate cash for exactly this reason. Yeah. Yeah. And but the thing is, is that things that are valuable to people. OK, well, what are you going to do with that cash? Well, I was going to this. OK, mm -hmm. well, you know, I'll do that for this. You give me this. I give you that. We're done. We bypass the system. This was uh, yeah. you remember the John Travolta movie phenomenon where he had psychic abilities. He could move stuff. Yeah, or whatever. He got yeah, a I tumor. Remember, and I have whatever. glimpses in my head, but I don't remember anything about it. No. Well, the point was, is that um, there was a. a a process in there, and he goes, well, I need, you know, solar panels on my my house, but the solar panel guy needs this with his lawn, and the guy that's doing the lawn needs this over there, and, you know, he's, mm. you know, got this tool, made him really smart and whatever, and he goes, okay, you do this, 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 boom, and nothing went through dollars. Nothing went through the system. Nothing went through the bank. Everybody got what they wanted, you know, and better, and they're done, and I'm going... That's where you start to see the Agora come in and where U.S. dollars don't mean anything because U.S. dollars is just a medium of exchange. Well, what can you use for a medium of exchange? Work. You know, production uh, stuff is what you use it for anyway. So if you create communities like this, I think they call them, uh, what's their name? 
Amish. You know, <laughs> so you know, you have yeah. these kinds of networks, and that's what I see is coming. And as we're doing the the dome stuff, you know, well, of course, you, you got a place for them to live. What are they willing to trade for that? You know, I, I don't know what you got. You know, I need, need, yeah. need, need, need. What do you got, 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 got? And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, we got the Internet. We can start doing this, you know, um, Agora. And then everybody gets their needs done except those that are dependent on government and their sanction and their yeah. banks and their permission slips and their permits and all that. And I see that starting to evaporate. It's going into the rearview mirror. It's like I got the police behind me with the woo-ah siren. Woo-ah, 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 And then it just fades out. They go over the horizon, and then I don't notice them anymore. We're going so much faster yeah. than them in developing uh, the future culture of us taking care of ourselves that I don't see, I don't see how they catch up. You know, they, they'll get pissed and want to come shoot you or something, you know, yeah. but the more rule you get, the more you get off the grid, the more you're looking for services like what you're doing, you know, I can see where this is going. You know, I, it's it's going to be those permitted and regulated and, and allowed by the man and those that don't care. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm in that category. And you were talking about um, uh, people already being in the agora you know people that are already starting to do stuff describe that process because there's a fresh mind to the nashville tennessee area with this tell me how you've seen it develop in your life what was already there and what's building describe it for us mm. yeah well as far as like how it like showed up in my life like it was all post-covid like we realized it was very important to start building communities and kind of like become because we didn't know i mean that was a very uncertain time 2020 like i didn't know like especially out in oregon like god are they gonna start like rounding us up like i was just waiting for like you know put us on trains or something like that i had no idea it was that insane out there like right, right around like could. election time and stuff like it was like god like where is this going you know what i mean like it was very scary and so we're like okay we need to find other like-minded people and it was the Freedom Cell movement that was really instrumental in bringing a lot of us together out in Oregon. And uh, and then we started talking about, like, you know, barter trade, like doing, like, little farmer's markets. And then shout out to them. I hear they're actually doing that right now um, out in Oregon. Um, you know, I, I'm not there anymore, but, you know, a lot of these folks that I really got to know and became really good friends with, you know, they, they kept it going. So big shout out to them. So these were stuff, this is stuff that like, you know, we just intuitively knew had to be done. And we were just like, man, like we, we got to like figure out our own way to be in the world because we're, we may, there may be a time in the very near future that we're not going to be allowed in grocery stores if we're not willing to follow this mask theater or, or get injected, you know what I mean? And to a certain degree that, that, that turned into reality, but it wasn't as bad as we thought, but you know, we just intuitively, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we intuitively felt like this is what we needed to do. We needed to build like counter economic structures. And then around this time I read uh I met Derek Bros in real life and I bought his uh the Conscious Resistance trilogy book off of him and I started reading it and that's where he really gets into describing what agorism is. And and then I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so amazing because like all the things he's talking about we were doing already, you know? And so yeah, we were following his uh you know, him and John Bush's freedom cell kind of model. But but reading that book, it really like sparked something to me because I realized like all these things that we intuitively were doing anyway, like this is agorism. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like so that really resonated with me. And so, you know, my 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 journey with it, it's kind of evolved. 
uh, a little bit, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure it out. I've, I've read like a lot of like libertarian, like kind of philosophical readings and stuff like that. And I'm just trying to like reconcile all of it together. There are some things that I feel like maybe I don't agree with some things I resonate with very, very strongly. Describe but, uh, your posi- position, you know, as you, cause oh, it evolves, man. but as you get to yeah. the point now, the, the rhetoric that you're sharing with your audience and people and you're yeah. advocating on yeah. the, you know, the, the, the stump speech you give the whatever, you know, is basically yeah. what, you know, we got to honor the, the constitution of whatever, blah, 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 or we got to go vote or we got to not, or we got to, well, what's your realization as of now? Yeah. And, and then, then that just kind of leads me to where I'm at today, where it's like, you know, I still feel at the end of the day, it's all about just building community. And it's almost like the, the, the government, they can do whatever they want. As long as like, if we have our community and we're over here and we're just like, we have our own like food supply. Like, let's say we start figuring out a way to like make our own biodiesel. You know that these are big goals to make us as self-sufficient as possible. Then it doesn't even matter what the government does. I don't even. I, they can do all the crazy mandates, laws, rules they want. They can like mandate that your child has to have a sex change surgery. They can mandate all these crazy things. But if we're over here doing our thing, then we're insulated from that, and it doesn't matter what they do. And that's kind of where I'm at. You know what I mean? It's like I will never change the government. I will never be able to win in any sort of battle with them. I'll never be able to like change it or stop it. You know what I mean? And so what we'll have to do is focus my energy on being over here, building our little own, you know, high morality community. And that's what it's all about. Now, I don't even know, man. Like, I, I, I feel like, I feel like there's so much truth and wisdom in like libertarian anarchistic philosophy, but then there are some like things that I look at and I'm like, Hmm, I'm not really sure about that. And uh, like one of the things is like, let's say, you know, with the, with the, the private, uh, the private police firms, you know, that sort of thing. It's like, well, well, how, what would stop like just one entity from gaining so much power and influence over that, that they just take over. Like the example I hear is like, like what if like Taco Bell is the one that, that has like the most money to pay this private police firm. And then they just take out this whole town. It's like, you don't want like Taco Bell having their own like private army. You know what I mean? And so you have to have like a kind of a centralized army. Well, Sylvester Stallone's demolition, man. Taco Bell took over all the restaurants. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. There, there's things like that, and then like, um, you know, I don't know. So I don't know. So, what do you see? I, I want to ask you. You know, as we yeah. look at some of these graphics and so on, you're definitely in the uh, you know put on a bunch of different platforms. You, you know, yeah. Telegram, Mastodon, Float, Instagram, TikTok, Gab, Twitter. You're on uh, all these you know bunch of other uh, platforms and so on. I'm just going. Okay, what is your goal? What's your what, what's your mm. methodology? Be as many places as you can to do what? what what's your goal? Uh, I mean, my goal is to basically just, just reach as many people as I can in whatever capacity I can, right? I want to be able to just disseminate this information to as many people as I can and bring as many people over and be like, hey, you don't need to be afraid, actually. You guys, stop. You don't need to be afraid. You can come over here. Well, how, like, let's, let's... Well, how much capitulation or afraid are you going to be to stay on a platform you know, because you want to be there. I mean, where's the where's the compromise? You see my point? Mm, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, so, you said too much about you're deleted. You're not allowed to be on this thing. You're banned oh. from the whatever. You're no, you know, the, go around like Luke Radowski going around say cornholio disease all the time or something. You know, you got yeah you got code words. Oh, I, and, I mean, I'm just wondering how far you're willing to bend to maintain oh. access to these platforms. I just, I, well, so that's the thing is like, I don't eat. So all the platforms I'm on, all the video platforms, like I can say whatever I want on any of those, as far as I know, like, uh, 
Well, I'm sure right there's, up there's until. a certain degree. There's a certain degree that they would probably start taking issue with what I'm saying. But the type of things I say, I don't usually uh, have any issues on these platforms. Like, let's just say, like, if I were to just go completely like, actually, you know, what's funny is I'm on Rumble and I actually had a video taken down off of Rumble, which is crazy. And uh, <laughs> well, tell us, man, that's a landmine. Yeah. What was it about? Yeah, so it was back in, like, 2021, I made this, like, produced, like, this little documentary called The Ten Stages of Genocide. So there's, like, the the Ten Stages of Genocide, which is, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard about that, where it's just, like, you know. I haven't. Tracks. Tell me everything. Okay, well, it's, yeah. it's really interesting. It's really interesting. It's um, it's a guy named uh, Gregory Stanton, I believe. It's, uh, he runs, runs an organization, organization called Genocide Watch, and... Uh, he's come up with this formula of the 10 stages of genocide, every single genocide, like the Holocaust, Rwanda, uh, you know, um, all, all the, the Armenian genocide, they kind of all follow this pattern, uh, all the way through, like up to, and including the, 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 the killing and then the cover up, Right. And so, um, let's see. So anyway, so I made like a nice little, like produced like 20 minute documentary on it. And, uh, there was some graphic content, like there was some a little bit of violence in it, and so they took it down off of Rumble, saying that uh, there was it was too violent. But they it's still on YouTube. You can go there right now. The video is still on YouTube. And so I, I emailed them back. I'm like, what? I mean, come on now. Like, you're really gonna be the guy that's gonna take a video down? Like, in, this video is still on YouTube. So anyway, so that was just kind of funny. So it was too violent for them. I get it. You know, these well, are not- we have let's go. You know. Um- Lawrence just pulled it up here for me. It's um, yeah. number one is classification. All cultures have yeah. categories to distinguish people into us and them. As yep. see symbolism, symbolization of things, discrimination, yeah. dehumanization, organization, polarization, preparation, persecution, um, extermination. Oh, okay, well, get skip to the end uh denial we didn't kill those people um exactly so you you go through these this awareness do you think more the content you know rather than the graphics or the title they're like damn it man we don't want to be talking about that well no i think well what it was is like you know i was trying to be jarring with it i was trying to like you know really drive the point home so when we were talking about the extermination i was showing like footage of like you know like 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 concentration camp footage and like you know dead bodies floating in rivers in Rwanda and stuff like that. So it was pretty graphic, but uh, you know it was meant to be. You know I wasn't. Yeah. So to what like, was the reasoning they gave for deleting it? It was too violent. It was too. It was graphic violence. They didn't. They didn't think that that was uh good for their platform, which is fine. You know they can do whatever they want. It's their platform. But uh, you know I just thought it was funny because of the irony of it. I was like. <laughs> Pointed out to the, the the person I was emailing with, I'm like, you realize this video is still on YouTube, right? Like, you're really gonna um, out censor YouTube? Is that what we're trying to do here? Like, <laughs> well, who was okay. it that was doing? Is it an individual? Is a policy? A board? Uh, you know, it was. It, I don't know. I don't know what they're. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so obviously we've probably all had YouTube videos taken down, and it's like you're dealing with this amorphous like non-entity that's like, oh, your video violated our content. Community guidelines. Okay, let me ask you this as we're on this subject. Yeah. There has been, um, you know, a lot of things that are put up and people are worried about them being up, down, they delete, they, you know, uh, give you a strike, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I hit this early on. It was right after uh, the 08 uh, election cycle, you know, with Ron Paul and all that kind of stuff. 
we've been activists for a long time. We've had, mm-hmm. you know, Freedom's Phoenix started in 03. I mean, you know, we've been doing this for a while. It became very, all the stuff that you're seeing now, the deplatforming, you know, the eliminating of accounts, the shadow banning, all that kind of stuff, you know, started with us back in eight, nine. Yeah. You know, right after yeah. the revolution, you know, the first one, they we go, whoa, man, we were definitely on top of the list and they were going after. So everything that we did from that point on was to create mechanisms of sharing and platforms that weren't or like freedoms phoenix itself that's its own thing you know that we you know isolated but you're still a url you know you're still you know on the world wide web you're still you're still you're still so everything that we've done that's why we do cordal and ipfs and you know and file sharing and yada 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 and it has been going that route because I'm not going to build a lot. Of, fortunately, we have support for doing what we're doing. And a lot of people such as yourself and others that, you know, came out of the, the Levolution years and even before 9-11 and all that stuff, when they came out, they were like, well, we got to keep our platform. We got to be on these other platforms. We got to, you know, capitulate, you know, what we want to do to them to stay on. Da, 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 da. Then it becomes you're just a tool of the man and you get... You know, so you can get paid for whatever. Well, I put myself in a position to not have to worry about that. So even though, I mean, I could have made a lot more money, had a bigger name, all that kind of stuff, that wasn't my goal. You know, my goal, I live in a little tiny shoebox bus. So I just like, you know, we put ourselves in a position to be able to counter this and not be uh, susceptible to the whims of, I don't know, deplatforming they, them, those, or some kid of whatever the hell, right? So as we go through this, I've seen the rewards, the incentives, the disincentives has always been, as it has always been, support of the crown. You know, it's just been you you, you do what you're told the way you're told, and you got a little freedom in between the lines of that we drew for you in the box. You can do all you want in the box, but you got to stay in the freaking box. Get out of the box, not allowed. So a lot of the efforts now to kind of stretch the box or make the box a little bigger or to include more stuff in the box, right? It's a freaking box. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not, you know, and I'm looking for guys like you that, you know, you, you embrace the idea of dissent and then they suck you in to the, Hey, but you can't dissent that way. And if you dissent this way, you get this disincentive. And I'm wondering how much, you're willing, how far you're willing to go, what you're willing to do to maintain that insulation from the control people. You know, I mean, uh, are you aware of it? Yeah, I got you. I got you, man. I'm not willing to capitulate. And it's like, it's not in me to like even use cloaked language to describe these things. Like, I'm just like straight up like this vaccine is, is killing babies. Like, I'm not going to mince words with that. <laughs> you know, like, it's not even a vaccine. This stupid mRNA injection is murdering babies right now as we speak. And uh, that needs to be stopped. And I don't want to. I don't want to silence or, or, or slow down with that. You know. Uh, but I mean, I think it's really important. You know, to build our own platforms, build our own systems, and then affiliate ourselves with systems that are, you know, aren't going to censor us and take down our language. Like, I don't want to be on YouTube. I, I want to be. I mean, I'm not. I'm not willing to like back down or self censor or, or any of that stuff. I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question, but I'm just like... Yeah, I'm, no, there's just, you know, I've been heavy... Cert- I mean, we're, you know, heavily involved in, uh, 
you know, the IPFS is IPFS. a mechanism. Exactly. And, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of IPFS. I think it's great. Like, I love Odyssey, and I love what they're doing, and I want to I want to uh, have a role in that as much as I possibly can. Yeah, sure. now Cordal's coming yeah. out with, uh, okay. you know, we, that, but that's kind of a different thing. you got to invest early in it. you got to start yeah. ramping up your uh, involvement with that because it's a time thing. You know, yeah. you, get, it's, uh, you can't just come in and buy your way in or something. It doesn't work that yeah. way. So and then I, isn't, uh, isn't like um, – Gosh, isn't there like an IPFS protocol for like websites also or something like that? Is that, is that what? Because I feel like so when we were, we did our little freedom festival out in Oregon and uh, called Manifest. And then uh, Mark, big shout out to Mark, Mark Johnson, the the landowner there. He was helping with a lot of the uh, like the, the promotional side. And he built a website like a like a crypto, like a dot crypto. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like it was like a. a like a dot crypto like URL, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Does no, here, take a yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. a see if I push the right button here. Yeah, so top. so we've already okay, built are you out seeing some... Pirates Without Borders up here now? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you do this, you see this IPFS right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, here's the address pirateswithoutborders.com. That's on the World Wide yeah. Web. I click yeah. on that, boom, now it's IPFS, it's a hash. Same thing, okay, up here. So that's the protocol instead of HTTP, is that what it is? Um, you can do it. I, you can you can go through what's called uh, God. What do they call it? You know, a gateway or something. You, I see. So it's HTTPS, but still, and then, then. yeah. But you okay. can bypass the HTTPS and just go to IPFS.io, or you can okay. do you know different files. So they have different ways of doing this. So I have this whole entire site is outside of the internet. You know. Gotcha. Now, yeah. I exactly. Do, now, like when we do, uh, well, here, I'll show you. I go to the site here. I go to the the show, and let's see. I got different. Scott Armstrong, there you are. Like we just did a Corbett. Uh, when I go into the shows, we'll have um, down at the bottom in the archive, you know, I have the show mm -hmm. and stuff up there. And then you go down to the yeah. bottom, and you'll see here are the IPFS links. So, like, let's go to Corbett Report. You go into Corbett Report. Okay. And it'll pull up his site, you know, just like here the IPFS. It depends on how much it's accessed and the busy of the whatever. So we'll let that load. But I go in here, and this is a full copy of the site in IPFS, you know. So interplanetary file sharing. So it's done. Mm -hmm. And you can create yeah. your sites on this. So when we do... Um, all this stuff in IPFS, I'm like, yeah, then we're done. Now what? You know, yeah. uh, you can interface with and, you know, read, but it doesn't work the same as the World Wide Web, and it keeps developing, and we're getting more. And then we have Cordal, which is coming on. That is its own app. It's kind of like Odyssey does, you know. I mean, all this stuff is starting to extract themselves from the World Wide Web, which is controlled by they, them, those. Yeah. Exactly, you know? exactly. And you even look at like so this is something that I noticed myself like very early on like like Rockfin for example. Like I got a lot of love for Rockfin even though they have censored one person that I know of taking their channel down. But uh <laughs> got to ask Martin if it's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, Martin. Come on, Martin. So uh, uh yeah. <laughs> but uh at the same time, if you look if you do like a who is, look up on rockfin.com, 
their name servers, they're like their domain name, their, their <laughs> servers are hosted by AWS, which is Amazon World Services. So there's, yeah, I mean, no, it's... At, any, at any second, like if they were really serious about taking, you know, censorship to the next level, you know, they'd just be like, hey, Amazon, Rockfin, gone, bam. You know, they're going to start censoring at the domain level. I mean, that's just an obvious thing that's going to happen in the very near future. So it's like, or even it just blows my mind too that like, Zoom, like we're able to have this conversation on Zoom. Like, at what point are they going to be like Zoom? No, these people are not allowed. Or Streamyard or any of these platforms. Yeah, no, Zoom is hell. What is it, Chinese or something? I I mean, so yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. We're just begging for trouble now. When you go on at the top here, it's more news page two. It's just a continuation of the front page. I got like five gazillion pages. There's hundreds of thousands of articles on Freedom's Phoenix. So here, just pages. You know, all this. You know. I have what ninety eight hundred and sixty five pages. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot. Okay, so yeah, that, so maybe. this is the whole thing is there, and the reason I'm doing this, I need to go back because it's like every twelve hours or twenty four hours it does this. You know, let's see, Russia and NATO are both holding nuclear. Yeah, whatever. So when I go back to this, hold on, I got to plug in my thing there, and when I we go to this, you'll see IPFS. This little thing right here. Yeah. So when I click on that, it goes to the IPFS of yep. everything that I have. You know, so I'm going, all right. I click that, and eventually it'll load up the IPFS version of that. So what we've done is we've duplicated everything on Freedoms Phoenix to never be able to go away. You know, hey, so uh, I was just going to say something, and then, like, right there on that page that you got up there, you got the autonomy link right there. Like, you, I think you should probably – do some sort of like master class or something to teach people how to build out their infrastructure the way you have because it's just yeah. mind blowing the setup that you have and I've always been in awe of your Freedoms Phoenix website and it's like like what is your workflow like how do you even begin to build such an incredibly like just huge robust like ten years website? like that's crazy like like you have like a very valuable you have a lot of valuable information that it's the, the mechanism. You know, like this over here, here's the show. I click on that, and it'll, yeah. you know, boot you see, it and pause it because it takes yeah, bandwidth. But the um, this is what happens. Oh, crap. You know, I, I the Ann Archives. <laughs> so yeah. you go into anything by category, you know, contents by subject. I go in by mm-hmm. subject. What we do is when we post this, you'll see that one was NATO. You know, mm-hmm. pick something all right like space all right you know i go into s and what it does you know saddam's trial that was going on at the time you know you have blah 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 all these different categories and um uh let's see i'll go into space travel and exploration that'll be page two because you know just in s we got a bunch of stuff so i go in space travel exploration boom so in this category there's 208 pages full of stuff. I mean, and you go back to the beginning. I've been covering all kinds of crap. You want to know something about this particular subject, there you go. So it has been a, and this is a cover for a one of the magazine editions that we had, and that's wow. a space station orbiting Mars mining an asteroid. I mean, you know, it's just, when I say go, I mean go. So yeah. a lot of the stuff that we've done has been when we do this by category, if you go searching for stuff by category, well, then all of a sudden, you know, like here's the categories, deep state shadow government. Well, if you click on that. 
I I don't even know how many is on there. Or how they did it. Twenty three pages of just deep state wow. stuff. You know, so it's by category, it's by time, it's by author, it's by 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 by. But it's been God. When was it we started it in '03? I think. Mm. Uh, yeah. Or five, whatever. It was a long time ago. So it's that's the thing I love about it too. It's like the whole website has that very like two thousands vibe to it, man. Like it's just so. Well, cool. everybody's like you know they want to do it a different way, but I wouldn't be able to use it the way that I am yeah. any other way because yeah. you have all these different categories that you can you know search the issues by, and really, this was made for me personally. Yeah. Just mine. You're lucky I share it with you. And when we totally. did when we did all this, they go, well, I don't get it. I go, well, it's not for you. It's for me. You're lucky I let you use it, you know? <laughs> so it was yeah. um, uh, all of these. You go and search all of these different categories, and you'll go, damn. You know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff to do here. But we categorized a database. I could reconfigure and do this any way I want. But the point was is to be able to have all this information and then put it into its own category. Like I go vaccines and vaccinations. You know, we've been doing this for let's go to the first one. Mm -hmm. When did we start vaccines and vaccinations? Page one. This was back in what's the date on this stuff? Oh, nine. And we had already had the site going for years before that. They're like this one here, this Univision whatever it was, a Spanish television came to me in Phoenix when we had our workshop. This is our workshop. We had a bunch of machine, you know, we're doing all kinds of stuff. Well, we're making these signs. This was in 09, okay? So in 09, we were going against them mandating shots. This whole this whole pandemic, pandemic, whatever the hell they were doing, um, uh, vaccines and vaccinations and whatever, we've been on the street against this since 08, you know? So this has been the thing for us. And I, but we did, we took a, a break, you know, kind of didn't really focus on it until um, Dr. Judy Mikovits. It was mm-hmm. like in, when was that? <clears throat> so, you know, years later, then we took it up again. We like started doing some whip ass from what we learned before. Wasn't there around 2016 you started talking to Judy? Regularly? Uh, let's see. It was um, yeah, around there. God, I can't remember anymore. We've been doing this for so long. But see, we made these very quick, easy, cheap, down and dirty freaking signs. And these all went in front of the fire stations. Because we knew the firemen were the ones that were trying to make them take shots, and they didn't like it. So when we did this, we were um, support first responders. Well, who's that? The firemen. Support the first responders to say no to mandatory shots. So these went to all the fire stations in Flagstaff, Phoenix, and Tucson, you know, and Arizona. Well, we got a lot out of that. You know, there's a bunch of it's just the activism that we do. So as time went on, that's back when I was younger, <laughs> you know, as time goes on, what happens? They find people like you. What is your position? What, what, how far are you willing to push it? A lot of times, the people aren't willing to push it any further than some uh, media guy or talk show host or activist or something. So you really got to find the edge or push and right up to going to jail or whatever, and hell, even do a little time helps. You know, by doing that 
and it sets a standard. People are paying attention. People understand where the lines are, that there are lines. You know, So we're activists. The Freedoms Phoenix is just a site that I use to chronicle all our activism, who else is doing it, why we're doing it, and put it by category and where it can be shared. That's what we've been doing for almost two decades. So it's yeah. been, you know, a thing. Yeah, it's amazing, man. It's so, I mean, I love your website. It's super cool, man. But the IPFS thing, I think, is particularly valuable and something I feel like a lot of people could, uh, you know, benefit from knowing more about for sure. Like we just, like we we were doing a, a dot .crypto website for our uh, our festivals, like manifest.crypto or something like that, which was like an IPFS type of deal, I believe. And so, anyway, I have a little bit of uh, experience with this type of, I don't know if that's still, if it's still up, manifest, let me see. Oh, but then, like, you have to, like, have your yeah, – I'm not sure. We were having trouble accessing it because you have to be on the IPFS, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know, dude. But anyway, we, we were messing around with it for that. So I know it exists. And I know that this technology is there, but I just feel like there's a lot that uh, – It's so simple. It's so easy. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. don't even yeah. know. I, I'll show you my interface. You're on the – yeah, I'm yeah. showing you the screen, right? Yeah. Now, okay, I go yep. up the – I got up on the Brave browser here. The IPFS, here it is. These are all okay. the shows that I load, and I load the show, the video, and the snap, the the picture that I use with it. So these are the mm -hmm. shows that I do, and I go into, you know, add a file, and I go choose what file, and I, you know, click on it, and boom, and load it, and we're done. You know, yeah. and it just goes up, and we set this up, you know, we built this ourselves, but it's just, you know, it... It's great, and it's so simple, and it's so outside of their control, which was my main focus. Ernie, you'd be bigger if you did and get on the pod and the counter and go, yeah, but I don't care. That's not why I do this, because I knew what was going to happen to people. All the content that they put up is what's happening now. The most important, yeah. most effective, most truth-telling, it's under attack. And I go, mm -hmm. good, come attack me. See what happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, so I'm not, I'm not worried about it. You know, all these, when you go into, you know, like I do the, you know, of course, Whitney Webb interviews, they, you know, they don't like that. They, they go away. So what nah. do I do? You know, it's on IPFS. It's never going away. It's on 15 gazillion, you know, nodes of bite me. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. So I just, that's why I do this stuff is because I'm blazing the trail yeah, this one's not coming up for some reason. I'm blazing the trail. Like, here's, you know, you know my IPFS, you know, just list. That's mm. never going away. Okay? All right, so cool. cool. Yeah. Here's IPFS of Corbett. Nice. You know, there's all his Corbett. It looks like his site. You know, yeah. no difference. You know, but it's never going to go away. You know, here's the IPFS of Pirates. Well, they can suck it. You know, that we do the traditional, yeah. you know, also. But that is, you know, don't care. You know, it, so I encourage people such as yourself, like this show will be on IPFS. It'll never go away. So the the thing is, is I can understand from an activist perspective what they're doing. They need to compartmentalize guys like you. They need to, you know, make sure you don't get legs, you don't explode, you don't. So that's what I see all the time, you know. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll I can show you all kinds of stuff. But the the point is. I can see what's happening. They are compartmentalizing ideas and information and 
trying to keep things from going viral that they don't want to go viral. And they just hit it with a code or whatever, and, you know, it shuts down. All of a sudden, I get a big, giant day. I go and I look back, and all of a sudden, everything's suppressed on the net from then. But because I have direct stuff and using other means to get to my material, I don't notice it as much, you know, until I go actually look for it. And I go, whoa, they really throttled back on that that day. But I don't care, you know, because I, 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 I don't care because I program myself not to care. So this yeah. is a tool that we use to be able to communicate. And I encourage, you know, people like you to have your own kind of thing doing that. Because if you yeah. don't, right when you're the most effective, right when you start to go viral, right when you, it's an impact, right when you uncover something, right when, and you're done. Well, Ernie, what's the easiest way to get started? How do you get that IPFS button on your site? Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I mean, <laughs> Ask is that me. is that the grandma just button, or is it a little more, a little more to it? I don't know how IPFS is used by other people. Derek set it up for me, and if uh, you want the interface for that, I'll just tell him give it to you. He'll so you got a guy that, uh, yeah, no, I just set it up. Yeah, I got a guy. I got a guy. You got a guy. Yeah, I got a guy. My guy be your guy. You know, the it's really not that difficult. You know, as far as I can tell. You know what the code that we have is just it's just you you put it up on IPFS. Well, I tell you this, we have what's called pirate sticks. All right, mm-hmm. you want to you want to I'll put you next level here, man. Here we go. Um, let's see, where would I go? Uh, okay, I'll just refresh the front page as an ad up here. We'll get to it eventually. Pirate Box. Here you go. Piratebox.info. Now, this is one of the guys named um, uh, Thomas that is actually doing this. Okay? So you click on that, and it goes to Piratebox.info. Now, what this is, you can go to, he's got all kinds of stuff, catalogs. So you go to the store catalog, and what do they have? This little memory sticks, you know, that are your IPFS interface. That's it. You just take it, you plug it in your computer, and you start saving stuff to IPFS, and you're done. So it's just, it's it's amazingly simple. We've made it as simple as we can for people to be able to to do this, and then you have access to you know a lot of information. But yeah, Mm -hmm. you go to piratebox.info and you can start doing it now they made it easy for you You just plug it into your computer and it runs ipfs uh, off to the side on that and you're done you hash uh, the data that you have into it it gets a you know an address up there and you promote that and you're done because it doesn't house on any individual server you know it's just a a file that's out there you know that's propagated across the internet and you can do what you want and i I really need to get back into it. What we did is once we got this done, then we went to Cordal and started working on Cordal because Cordal is the same kind of thing, but a little bit more, you know, developed and they have a bigger vision. So we're like, okay, so we'll work with you and help with that. But having a pirate box that you can get for like nothing. Uh, let's see. Dr. Everyone get solutions, developers, order, store catalog, images, patches. Pirates box. Yeah, this whole thing is just supporting the pirate box, which is these. I have one under the county here somewhere, but you can see it. You know, this um, actual. It's a it's a memory 
block. You know, it's a 250 gigabyte. You plug in to your computer and you're done. A USB. You create your own files and it's out there. Because what it does is it saves the files onto everybody else's box as open it up wow. to do that. You know, or wow. they can do what they call pinning the file on their device or that does it automatically for a certain period of time. It'll be there for like three days or three weeks or whatever. And if it's a popular file, it just propagates. But it always is on the device that started it. So mm. we have got wow. um, at least a 20 terabyte hard drive in Maine that is the hub for all our stuff that then people use that too. It's it's kind of a interface of everybody. So I wow. just, it's it's really not that hard. You know, it's just, you know, we can set it up. You get it, you just save it to a, uh, a hash, you know. So when we do the hashes, it just has, it says IPFS up there, and you're done. I, I It's really not that big a deal. I haven't, you know, spent, a, you know, oh, my God, time, because I got it all automated. Hell, I just do it. I, I can't even remember now, you know. But the um, when we do the IBF, IPFS, I go ahead and... Um, uh, let me, you know, pick a show here. So, like, you know, uh, we did, when was this? We did Corbett, like, last, this week sometime. And I go in, um, download the MP3, and then I got an MP4 here, and I start that. There it goes. That's how you that. your independence to me, Ernest Hancock. You know, that is the show, yeah. and it's that fast. And they can't take it down. <laughs> now what? You see my point? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's permanent. I, I just, I, that's all I care about. You know, well, they could, I go, nope, they can't. Now what? So if you got all of your stuff, you know, rebunk Scott Armstrong dot kiss my ass, you know, there's nothing <laughs> they can do. Yeah. I love it. You know, Man. and then Cordal is going to be more of a full system of the same thing. So all my shows cannot be edited, deleted, or anything. Once you got the hash to this, you're done. Yeah, wow. Ernie, you should get with, uh, maybe LD can get you fixed up with the autonomy people. You guys put together a whole class and tell everybody how to walk them through step-by-step step how to oh, do they this. Know. And sell it. You know, Richard knows. We got, you know. We'll... I know, but what I'm saying is what you, you, you create like a media file, like a class, and then they can sell it on their autonomy market. Know what I mean? And yeah, like, I know. We'll get into that. Yeah. We gotta we gotta do some dome training exactly. too. Exactly. Huh? You know the thing is yes. they go, you know yes. what you need to do, Ernie? You need to you need to you need to you need to do a bunch of work. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You need to get there, you need to you need to you need to and I'm going I know I'm Holy sorry. shit. What do you think I'm doing every day all day? I but, know, I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. I well, know you no, no, you're, you're right, because you're not the only one that says that. You know, so yeah. the the thing is though is that a lot of talk show hosts, they're not like you and I. Like what you're doing, you're out actually doing building, you're out being a handyman, you're out, you know, helping people, you're out, you're out, you're out, bypassing, and then you do a couple of shows a week, you know, you probably do, you know, four or six hours of whatever. You know, I'm up to like, I got to do a minimum of like three hours a day, five, 15 hours a week, in the, you know, in doing show, plus running the website, plus doing all our activism, plus building domes, plus I'm like, Oh yeah, I got all kinds of time, you know. Yeah, never mind. Okay, yeah, I digress. You, you know, need you need help is what you need. Nazareth. Oh, let me let me maybe I'll maybe I'll yeah. learn this and then I'll 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 I'll, I'll somehow. 
Well, the biggest thing is, is we want to be an inspiration to people like you. You know, that's yeah. what's really going on. You know, like, and, and, and Lawrence so. coming up here and, you know, doing all this stuff and actually building. You know, all of a sudden you go, wow, for like $4,000 and, you know, three months with me and another person, I can build a freaking city. I mean, you know, yeah. you know this guy yeah. goes, yes, you can. You know, so that's. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm going. This, All of this was in support of us being able to extract ourselves from a system that wants to devour us. You know, it's not ours. And it sure as hell is not, you know, for the betterment of Generation Next, you know. Yeah. So yeah. what you're doing, you know, you're a big inspiration to me and a lot of other people just by you're doing what we're advocating people do. You know, so yeah. one of the other things is the data. You go. I see successful people like you. They get into it and they get locked in. I tell you a good example of this was Luke Radowski. You know, Luke is a good friend and whatever. But he got so sucked in into YouTube and the system and how he revenue streams that. What you're susceptible to all their whims. Yeah. And I'm going. I will not be susceptible to them turning me. I, I'm not doing it nope. because I'm not doing it. You know. So. This is how we got down this path. I'm looking for, because as activists doing the Levolutionary guys and being, you know, hardcore activists since forever, they're already targeting us. They're already looking to deplatform. They're already looking to strike. They're already looking. I go, uh-huh. What about this one? Can you do it when I'm, oh, you can't? I, it so sucks for you, you know? So I have not put myself in a position to be censored. Now, that doesn't mean we're not on a bunch of stuff, but... We know when we started promoting this, it was 21, well, it was the January of uh, when the pandemic started. When the hell was that? 2020. 2020. Yeah, 2020. So it was 2020, January. We go, all right, we're going to put everything back on. We turned on, you know, our YouTube and our Facebook and the, you know, the, you know, the, everything. And we said, all right, we'll see how fast this goes. Cause that's when we were, you know, doing a lot of this and IPFS and what we're going to be doing and so on. And then all of a sudden it was four weeks. Boom. There went YouTube. Another couple of weeks, Facebook. There's no coming. I go, ah, I was shocked. It took that long, you know? So as we go through, I go, see, you have to be on your own over here or you're never going to get the important stuff out. You have to be able. So, you know, when you, you're doing rebunk news, I'm going, I want Scott, Scott Armstrong to be able to say what he's going to say. It's stay up there and build a community around not they push the button and you're done. Oh, please, please give me back. And I don't want another strike. And what do I got to do? Which way do I got to right. swim? You know, no. you know, how, I got to be in the school, you know, and do what everybody else does. I'm telling you, Scott, this is not. This is not what the Internet used to be in the 90s. You know, oh, I remember well, I know. as a young activist getting my first email accounts back in 93, 4, around in there. And we went from, man, we were just kicking ass. And then after about 02, 04, that's when they started to rein it back in. They go, oh, no, 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 no. Really? So from the beginning, from the beginning, we were, you know, just making sure, nope, we're not going to comply. How does that look? Well... Cordal, IPFS, and other mechanisms to bypass and get off of that, which is what I'm trying to grease the skids for the Liberty community because nobody else is. You know, I just yeah. I couldn't believe how ignored this was. So I'm going, and I didn't even know IPFS was part of Filecoin. 
for years. Mm. You know, as we're doing this, oh, that's Filecoin? Yeah, whatever, I don't care. Do we have this protocol? It's kind of peeled off and separate from that. So all the stuff that you're doing needs to have some permanency to it or always accessible, even if it's on another mechanism. If you don't, then the value of the more valuable it is, the more likely it is to be gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not playing that game. No. Now yeah, it may affect my traffic and revenue and all this other stuff, but I ally myself with people that understand the long term vision and I live in a bus. You know, so yeah. there. You know? So that's why we do what this is doing, and I, I try to recruit guys like you. Do I, I don't you know, I do whatever, you know, get all the other stuff. But when those other platforms start to determine what you do and do not talk about and what you advocate and where you live, and what, when they control you, they've won. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's amazing, man. And so, yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I look to guys like Ryan. You know, he spent a lot of time building out his – own platform like the last american vagabond.com you know he's got his own um which is kind of funny because he's that's been under attack like at the domain level like he's he was talking to the the people at the hosting company and they were saying like yeah like you are under attack like it's crazy and so like he lost access to his email maybe i shouldn't be saying this on there but like anyway so like he's experiencing some of that and so even though despite having his own platform and then you know what what appears to be like a resilient base you know I'm looking at what you got going on, and I'm like, okay, like there's ways to take this to the next level and something that we probably, at least for me too, it's like on my website, rebunk.news, I don't host content there. It's basically just a landing page for people to get links to the show, but then I'm sending people to other people's platforms. I'm sending them to Rebunk or to, to Rockfin or Band.video, you know what I mean? I'm not actually in control at the end of the day, not right. in control of my own content, you know? So uh, I'm looking to you. As like you know, okay, so now I've got a vision of what I need, where where I need to go, and what I need to be working towards. So, well, at least have it as a backup because it's yeah, you know, I I don't put my MP4s anywhere but on um, IPFS. That's the only way you yeah. can watch the videos. Now yeah. the the MP3s go on my server, but that's ex, you know World Wide Web, you know thing. So I, I got between the two. Yeah, you're probably going to be able to find whatever you want eventually. You know, I mean, it's not going to go away because that's not how this system works. And mm-hmm. um, it's like having gazillion servers all over the world, which they got tens of thousands, and it just gets replicated. And every time somebody watches it, it you know replicates more. But the um, understanding that capability is what I'm really pushing and doing and demonstrating so that guys like you and others, when this goes, and it will, you know, mm-hmm. that there's a backup, that they have yeah. this, and then there are other systems that do it. So I'm championing, you know, what is necessary five, ten years from now. You know, totally. I'm, I'm being the one doing this. Are you as big as you could be if you went? No. But what happens, they're in the um, the uh, trials that they got in Washington, D.C. now against the Oath Keepers, and they're doing the, yeah. know, whatever. Well, the Department of Justice and the FBI, they're all on my ass, and they come visit, and they want you know access to files, and they want this and that and so on, and they're going, no. you know. And I go, oh, you got you know subpoena, and I have to, and they go, okay, fine. Here is um, the two shows that they want. There's on January 6th and 7th. You know, they we did shows from Arizona Capitol and the guys in Washington. And, you know, we talked to Stuart Rhodes and Ned Baleo and all these guys that they're prosecuting right now. 
Well, they contacted me last January, and I go, nope, subpoena me. You subpoena me, and I'll do I volunteer nothing. You know, you got to make me. Yeah. You know? Wow, that's crazy. And then, um, uh, so then they kind of blow it off. And then the last few months, they've really been on my ass. It's not going well for them. Wow. They need, to, you know, my files, you know, of me interviewing them when they were in Washington. So I'm going, sure, you know, subpoena me. Mm-hmm. And then I go, uh, no, then what? You know, I, uh, my Fifth Amendment of not incriminate myself. Well, this is for them. I go, is it me on there? Does it might it may incriminate me? I'm I vote no. Well, they already have the file because I got it out everywhere. What they sure. want is me to sanction it, allow it to be put into evidence to whatever. And I'm going, yeah. nah, I'm good. You know, make yeah. me. Well, we'll yeah. make you. I go. I know if you can, go ahead. Let's do it. So, all of a sudden, my email, you know, the the emails that I got from the DOJ, that goes down. It disappears. You know. Then I get the FBI guy. I'm going. Look, man. You got to let me know when they want something because their emails are going. They're trying to, you know, something's going to happen. They're being buttheads. Just go ahead and let me know, and I'll comply with whatever I I have to. But I don't have to incriminate myself or give you the file, and you guys and suck it. So three times they wanted me to go to Washington. They wanted me to go in um, um, uh, July. They wanted me to go in August. No, they wanted me to go in. Well, last there were three months in a row, and it started with November, October, and September. Yeah, they wanted me to go three times, and I'm going, all right, let's do it. They even got me an airline ticket, and they're ready, and they're like, damn it, that didn't scare them off, because I'm perfectly fine to go there and say no. Now what? You know, I'm going to take the fifth. Now what? What are you guys going to do? So this has been a, a – but it's IPFS. It's out there forever and always. It's never going to go away, but they need my sanction. Well, you ain't getting it. Now what? So I'm just, this is, this is, it's so bad that I'm just not willing to help. You know, I'm, no, you got to make them make you, you know, you know, so that's where we're at on that. And they got two that they wanted me to go to that have been quashed. And now they got one they want me to go in in the November and we'll see what happens there. And I doubt they want me to go because it doesn't serve their purposes. But the thing is, is that I still have that information available for everybody else. That's amazing, man. I didn't realize you were uh, under all that heat, man. That's crazy. And good for you for standing up, man. Well, no, I mean, for me, it's not that hard. I'm 61, been doing this for 40 years. They can suck it. But, you know, for... New guys like you, the 23-year-old podcast, wherever you get a thing from the Department of Justice, FBI shows up at your door and you got to, well, what are they doing? They're crapping their pants and doing it. I don't know. I've been saying, like, I don't want to, like, let the whole cat out of the bag, but you guys, I am the one that planned January 6th entirely. I was calling Trump that day, and I was like, Trump, we need to do this. Okay, the original plan, just so you guys know, the original plan was that uh, uh, my pillow guy was supposed to give us all pillows and we were supposed to go into the Capitol and just start whacking them with pillows, okay? And that was the original plan, but then Mike Lindell didn't show up that day, right? So I did it. I planned January 6th, okay? Sorry, there you go. You were AJ's handler? (laughs) Yes, I was AJ's handler. I was giving orders to Alex Jones the whole time, okay? Jeez, come on, people. (laughs) This is, you know, I'm I'm really glad to have uh, met you, Talk. I didn't want to... You know, dominate all this stuff, you know, but I think (laughs) it's great. Well, I think it's pertinent and it's of interest to you and someone like you, because as you come into this space doing this stuff, I the biggest encouragement I'm trying to give you and other podcasters is quit 
hop, skipping, jumping around from platform to platform. You know, they, yeah. they put on, I remember it used to be like none. I mean, it was your site, you know, one, which is yeah. why we do a lot of the stuff the way we do. We started early. But when they started going on all these platforms, it just gave them an opportunity to say no, turn you off, shadow ban you, whatever. I go on, why did you do, stop that? Stop yeah. doing that. You know what I mean? Do it. Fine. You want to do it and have extra reach, whatever, fine. But if you don't have a fundamental backup, your own mechanism for them to get your stuff, and you're leaving mm -hmm. it up to they, them, those that tell you what can and cannot be shared from from your mind, and you you deserve to be told no. I mean, you know, yeah. if you're asking permission, you deserve to be told no, you know? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I do want to build out my own, you know, platform, infrastructure, whatever you want to call it, but I feel like right now just – the platforms that I do focus on, like they're, you know, liberty minded, free speech oriented platforms. And I feel like, like, and I've kind of decentralized myself where it's like I have these, several, like five of them, you know. And then to that point, Matthew Raymer over at Content Safe, contentsafe.co, he takes my live stream and then pushes it out to all those platforms. And so he takes the legwork out of me having to upload to each individual platform. Plus, he keeps backups and redundancies of all my video files. Well, his backup so, and redundancy yeah. needs to go over here. Yeah. Let me show you this. Yeah. I yeah, go, then, but yes. I go, do you know Matthew? Thought. Do you know Con do you know Matt over at Content Safe? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. IP um, okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Matt. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like I content, know I, I, you guys I, haven't. I'm doing a brain fart here. Content Safe. Um, yeah, you guys need to. Okay, I need to put you in touch. No, I. I we'll put I you in touch with Matthew. Yeah, you know, you know Matthew Raymer. Matt Raymer. Guys, Matt Raymer. Matt Raymer. Contact Sam. Where do I know this? Yeah. No, Matt. I yeah, feel yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, so that, no, I'm going to talk to Matt, Matt, too. I'm going to be like, Matt, Matt, you need to get on this IPFS shit. You need to figure this out so that I don't have. No, you know he saying? is. Matt this, can do yeah. this. Matt already knows. This is right all. up his alley. Yeah, like no, that, that would be the next Matt iteration. Enough. You talk to Matt, he'll hook you up, okay? Yeah, this will be the next uh, iteration <laughs> of Content Safe is IPFS. Yeah, Matt Raymer. I'm sitting there going, God, how do I know this guy is Content Safe? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we work with them. All right. So here you have. Add the IPFS video. So I go like this. I go, all right, let's go look. You know, this is a show I just did last night with an activist up here. And then I can go, all right, which graphic I want to, you know, um, you know, save and, you know, I'll pick. Yeah, she was involved in, you know, a lot of this stuff and so on. Cool. So anyway, I just pick a graphic, whatever frame I want, and I go capture. Boom. Then that's the front tile thing. And then I'll put a title in here, and usually it'll be... You know the the uh, the show from whatever. You know I'll just go like this. You know just copy a URL or something in there, and I'll go. The title of it is who cares, and then paste, add file. That's it. And then that you know I don't want it to do it, so I'll stop it. But the uh, so once that file goes up, you know then I just you know I can click here and start playing it you know i'll go in you know pick one of these you know a corbett probably play pretty quick go in there there it is hit play you know yeah, it'll load awesome. up and it starts playing so the um but it can't be deleted it's not hosted anywhere it's a file out in etherland you know yeah so that's the point of this so if i can't put something up that i can't you know insulate from the man then i'm not doing it you know yeah. and then of course i have yeah. my own site and this gets replicated on ipfs whatever see my stuff imagine everything that scott armstrong does 
is available forever and always and never goes away. Mm-hmm. That would be like better than not. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Never. That'd be awesome. Never. Yeah. Never. Never goes away. That would be amazing. So yeah. I, I, I encourage you to take this stuff up because I can see what you're yeah. doing. You started, you go over there, make a bag of on, you got the studio, you start doing all this content, you, you're, yeah. you're being successful, you're helping people build. Hell, you're helping them exit and build, literally. Yeah. You're doing yeah. and all of a sudden, oh, hell no, Scott Armstrong be on the you-don't-get-to list. Yeah, the you-don't-get-to list. Then yeah. what? Yeah, exactly. And this knowledge and content and building and everything just evaporates. That was what I was not willing to participate in. No, mm-hmm. no, F you, no. So we created this for other. Then, of course, Corbett, you know, does it. We do it. And there's a bunch of other people doing it. But, you know, Corbett saw the value of this right off the bat. But yeah. the thing was is that on IPFS, you had to manually load each file. And then it created a, you know, site that, I mean, it's just, you know, it's kind of a semi-pain in the butt. And um, we wanted to be able to make it more streamlined. Well, then as we're wanting this, we get in touch with Cordal. Cordal starts coming online. You know, it's the same kind of concept with a much more wideness of um, consolidating into a web page. Now, we've done it to demonstrate Mm -hmm. IPFS that you could do it, but it's, you know, it's not user-friendly as much as a lot of people would like. So we want to make it to where it's simple. Well, Cordal is doing that, and Cordal is how much time you're on it. It's not how much you paid or that you get in or how your traffic is. It's how much time you've devoted to it. So gotcha. we're sitting in the time now to get up top up there. If you get these to where this is the alternative, then you're much less um, affected by these other platforms that the man comes in and says, no, you're gone or your whole thing, your platform is off, which has happened. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Shoot, right guys. when yeah, you this get is... the most effective is when they're going to shut you up. Exactly. Well, that's that's kind of what they do. I feel like they just let like kind of the smaller shows build themselves up to where they're, you know, they have some reach and then, boom, kill you. Just to demoralize you that much more, to disincentivize you from starting over. But it's a I don't I'm not I'm not playing that game. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, uh, so I have this thing I'm going to tonight. I have like probably about 20, 30 more minutes before I do have to go, but I really, and I feel so bad. Like LD's just been chilling over there. Like, I want to hear like what you guys have been working on. I want to hear like what LD's been learning and like, like some, just like, yeah, all that stuff, man. Like what, what do it, LD, give him up for, yeah. yeah, no, I've, I've had a great time up here with Ernie, um, uh, getting that, that, uh, no fear, no fear, no fear energy. And, uh, yeah. It's it's been it's been a great experience, but yeah, just <clears throat> getting hands on, helping him out with the dome, learning the process, um, learn most of it. Well, could and, you build uh, your own dome for you to live in? Eventually, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got I've got hard. enough of the information and the pieces and experience, and um, you know, I'm excited because you know you're going down to Arizona, you're going to be putting some things in motion to hit the ground running in January and, you know, maybe I'll find myself down there helping you out and documenting and get something going there and, you know, take the show on the road eventually. But yeah, you're the only one that can um, reach the ceiling without a ladder. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's no, it's been a great experience. Um, it's, it's been something I, I needed, you know, uh, kind of balancing out between the digital, digital online work and, uh, doing stuff in, in meat space, 
and uh, yeah. it's, it's been very satisfying. And you know, even though we didn't have a, a the the machine we were hoping for, um, I'm I'm appreciative of that time spent uh, working with my hands, putting concrete on that dome, and smoothing yeah. it out, giving it some some TLC along the way. Ooh, that um, amazing. <laughs> Yeah, do you love your dome, or did yeah. you love your dome? Yeah, yeah. we loved on that dome. <laughs> Got uh, rubbed on it every square inch. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, the main thing that I, I would hope that you would have learned is just the confidence that it can be done. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of you don't know. It, it would, a lot of times, it takes. Uh, when I was five years old, I learned this. When I was 15, my dad helped me that. My uncle did. And you kind of, you start in just activism, and you start bringing all that stuff together. Well, then I can do this. So we did it. You know, now a lot of guys just jump, leapfrog ahead. You can have a quality freaking Tatooine bunker, ain't going anywhere, take a, you know, missile hit home. I mean, you know, and uh, and it'd be inexpensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean. How, how much does one of these domes cost? Like like full full meal deal. Well, it depends on what size you're doing and so on. Sure. What we, if you're doing the full, like, four or five inches thick of concrete, you know, cement, and you insulate this and that and the brim the way we did this one, this is a 22-foot dome, which is a really good size tiny house or a big, giant master bedroom. I mean, you know, it's one of those kind yeah. of things. Um, this is probably about $3,500, you know, wow. plus the labor, you know. Yeah. But then you got yeah. a bunker, man. I mean, you know, you're, totally. and you're done. But um, I would say for $20,000, you could build, you know, a freaking house. You know, multi. Yeah. You know, see if I got my phone here, I'll show you my. This is, you know, what we were training to build. You know, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and pull up the graphics. You know, but um, the whole thing that we were looking at was to be able to, you know, inspire people to do exactly what, you know, what. Uh, Someone like you is doing. You you move somewhere. You want to, you know, uh, be off the grid. You wanna. You wanna. You wanna. So what we did is we created a uh, mechanism for doing that. Here, let me show. All right. Well, here's here's me sitting on top of the dome. I'll put this up to the camera. Let's see. Host. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. me sitting on top of that dome. Now, that's a 22-foot. It's a lot bigger than it looks. You know, it has me on the brim closer to the camera. Yeah. But, you know, it's um, you know it's a thing, you know, and yeah. there's, you know, other pictures. But, you know, the one thing that we wanted to make sure, once you get to that and you start learning that, then you can start building this. Um. Oh, dang. Whoa, dude. That's amazing. That's fantastic. So this so is my like home one... that we're designing. That one with the wow, big so... window there, that's the studio. Yeah, so anybody that's just listening, like it's just the one big centralized dome with several little surrounding domes, like little pathways, walkways or something. Yeah, no, it's wow. Hallways. Yeah, no, it's 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 pimp. Well, here, I'll just wow. show you some of the the architectural drawings that we're doing. Uh, so oh my gosh, that's so cool. It's like it's like an office. It's like a futuristic office setting. Yeah, okay. Wow. amazing that's so cool i love it so okay so you're training uh you're training lawrence up here um so 
LD, are you then now going to take this and go and train other people? And then those people can go out and train other people and then build like a network of people who know how to do this. Like, is that is that kind of the vision, or what are you guys thinking? Potentially, yeah. I mean, Ernie, Ernie has plans for uh, starting to work in January, hopefully, and so I'm contemplating getting my making my way down to Arizona, you know, putting in some more time and and working on documenting it and maybe you know, coursifying it, right. getting something yeah. solid and uh, yeah, a little more experience under my belt. And, uh, yeah, something like that. And I'm really interested in, in seeing what uh, you said, Christopher Gardner, what he's yeah. working on or how he's yeah. doing it and, you know, reaching out to, to people in the, the the bear and bear adjacent community. I think it's really yeah. cool that we've connected and, and that you've, you've been so plugged into that. I kind of, you know, I got involved with working with Rich and, and the Autonomy Unlimited yeah. folks and – I appreciate so much what's gone on with with Owen and his community and how all that stuff just grassroots, yeah. all that stuff kind of came together. People just doing stuff and oh. connecting. That's the three domes that you know wow. Lawrence and I yeah. have been working on. The That's one so awesome. on you know the one with the brim is the one that we're really focused on and finishing out. And Live so from on. Tatooine. Then the big one, yeah, that's a 30-foot yeah. dome. That's a work dome. It has a uh, wow. vinyl covering on it that we're working. And the other little dome is kind of a little test dome that we're 16-foot that we do a lot of testing on and different stuff yeah. and colors and all that kind of crap. So, no, this wow. is a thing. This is up on a ridge, a hill, at a farm where we're at doing this. Yeah. And, you know, uh, these are a thing, you know. And we've been all summer doing this because I wanted to make sure that, you know, we weren't BSing. I mean, we actually have done it. So the compound mm. that we have, you know, like the six, seven domes that I'll have as my home, you know, it has a big master bedroom with a big master closet and bathroom and so on. Then I got the studio. We have a guest room, a garage, the main room. You know, it's going to be, God, it's probably going to be well over 3,000 square feet. And then some of those bigger domes have a second level. So yeah, I'm, we're fine. But... I can build the whole thing. The cost of the material is like, you know, the labor in a year, and I spend thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 man, I'm mansion out in the desert. So I'm just going to, yeah. and everybody can suck it, you know? So, but in the process of doing this, we were looking to do the 30-foot dome as an ordered by somebody wanted, and here we go. Well, you know, that's what we're prototyping now to be able to do. So a lot of people, they're like you. You know, I, we already are doing uh, two in Maine, one in Pennsylvania, one in New Hampshire, one in Missouri, one in Texas, one in uh, Colorado near Denver, uh, uh, course, Arizona. And I mean, and I did not even got started yet. These are the back orders that I got, you know, so we, you know, it's yeah. just, but we need to replicate the mechanism and how to do it and be more teaching people to do it. So then it, the Liberty community, boom, we got dwelling taken care of. Done. Yeah. Next. Yeah. And and almost it seems like the type of thing like with the more people that know about it, you know, you could just like franchise it out and like come up with like like make it like an actual like business. Is that something you guys are considering? Like like uh, you, yeah. you, you're like we, you're the you're the proprietor and then like LD has a franchise and these people have a franchise and then like, they're instructing people on how to do it and all that, that will stuff. happen naturally after a bunch of people know yeah. how to do their own. Yeah. You know, the people that want to, and I don't necessarily want to be the builder of doing like what I've been doing this summer. And I'm like, yeah, proved it, did it. Now I want to do it on my land, be my, my, mine, you know? And uh, 
Uh, but to do it as a business, I encourage any and everybody to do it as a business. Once you do yours, you can go help somebody else. Yeah. You know, the Liberty community, yeah. once we demonstrate this, it's going to become a thing. Yeah. You know, I, no, I, I definitely want to get involved. So there you go. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it, it's, I, I tell you, you come up with $5,000, then we do an autonomy class. You go buy the material, you do it. Pace. And if we need a machine to do it, which is the one thing we ordered the machine. You know, it was like $48,000 that we had, you know, put into this machine. They just couldn't get it to me fast enough that I could just do it by hand up here in Washington State. So we like, never mind, and we just did it. Now, I could have done it in like, you know, a month, you know, if I had the machine. But, you know, but it's okay, you know, to know you're dumb. I know every edge of rub on it a little bit, you know. So it's like, you know, this is, I'm telling you, the reason I want to spend time on this, and I really appreciate you letting us, you know, yak about this, because it's really talking to you and the audience, that all the things that you're doing, when you moved to Nashville area, you're starting, you're in um, uh, construction, work, uh, home improvement and stuff already anyway. You get familiarized yourself with a lot of the different materials that we use, which is really nothing. I mean, it's what? Yeah. Portland cement? I mean, that's it. Yeah. You yeah. know, and sand and, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, the, the structure. And so you are one of the guys that should take a week, come out to Arizona this January, February, whenever we start doing this, and within a few days, you'll know everything Lawrence and I do. Yeah. And you take it back, you start doing your thing, your little piece of prep, boom, rock and roll. That's what I hope to happen. I cannot possibly go around and build enough of these domes. I got more than I can do now. So I just I need people to start embracing the concept of them doing it themselves yeah sounds amazing man i I just yes okay so january february all right all right got it well now we uh we <sighs> talked a little bit about autonomy uh i'm sure the audience has heard you know a bit about it over the years but scott you just joined for season eight and got got a yes. first first taste of it inside uh last night what were, what's your first impressions oh man I, i'm so excited like this has always been like a bucket list thing to do in my life and i just uh, had an opportunity to join this season i'm just like i can't wait man i just well tell me I what know... it is you know are you just doing the initial initiation richard grove you gotta before you start or you actually started or what uh well yeah i'm uh i'm in season eight right now until last night was the first class the meet and greet um so i got to hear from a lot of the graduates including ld i, I popped in right as he was uh finishing up his presentation and it just seemed like i've just i'm at this crazy place where like in my life like i feel like i've got all these like i'm on the cusp of like something but i don't know how to put it together and just last night hearing these things about like a marketing funnel like i don't know what that is and so i feel like taking the, the knowledge and resources that are available in autonomy i can take that and apply with what i've already got going on and then hopefully be able to really take all this stuff to the next level like with the yeah. new media company with the just all these things and then like all the other people involved in autonomy like one of the things that uh i did a call like the blueprint call they call it with a uh, lisa she was describing how like it in this community of people in autonomy it's like the value comes out of like the synergy like it's it's maybe right now like i don't have the means to like pay somebody to do something that would help benefit the show or the overall project but they'll be like, hey, I'm willing to like help you with that because then by doing that, then it's going to raise up and then like eventually it'll get to the point where everybody's going to be able to financially benefit from it. Eventually we'll get to the point where you know I could do this full time and then I could pay these people to do this and these people to do that. And then like it just kind of grows exponentially. And so 
if we all like come together with a vision and a goal, like maybe we could do something with this, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but that would be, that would be like my dream of all dreams to be able to do this full time and then have a crew of like-minded people that I can bring in and, and compensate them to do it. And then this is, this is all of our full-time gig and we're all just like, you know, as a community, as a team, we're coming together, we're putting out this content and we're really putting a lot of positive into the world, you know, and we're teaching people how to be more autonomous or how to uh, build their own whatever it is they want to build, you know, I don't know. It's just like literally just limitless and, and endless. And I, I get that vibe from this. And, and then I just love the way Richard and, you know, describes the community. It's just like a culture of excellence. I just, I really love that. Like makes me want to show up to the best of my ability and just like put in the highest level of effort and put out something with the highest level of quality. And, you know, I think everybody like holds each other to that standard, you know, and I just like, I just love that attitude and approach to, um, you know, all, all things. And I, you know, I know LD has that. And I know like you have that, like just seeing your webpage and your legacy of what you do, like you have just like a, like a, like a very high level of like what you expect from yourself. And I, and I try to like replicate that. I have a high level of what I expect from myself. It's just, I don't know, man, I'm just really grateful and excited for autonomy. <laughs> yeah. You know, what are you hoping to get out of it? You want to get something out of it? Want to add to what's your goal? Um, you know, I want to, I want to be a part of the autonomy community. Like, I feel like they are, like I, I've always looked at that as like something, uh, just in and of itself is, is just such a valuable resource and asset is just the people involved in it, you know, with so much, uh, knowledge and skills and, 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 uh, to be a part of that. Like, I want to be able to be a part of that. So I want to just be a part of the community, like first and foremost, but I think also just learning, like, like just hearing people, what they were sharing about last night, like, they were talking about things like I don't even know about. So I, I'm just like, I don't even know what I don't know at this point. And so I'm looking yeah. forward to learning the stuff that I don't know and applying that to this, to become more autonomous, more self-sufficient, be able to do these Liberty oriented things full time and, uh, you know, put out the best show I can and, uh, bring, hopefully bring people up along the way, you know, well, Scott, you're, other, you're, um, you're in a really good position, like to to jump in there. I'm really excited to see where you go with it because you're going to hit the ground running, and and you're already in a high gear, I'd say, and you're going to be like shifting into a a different gear. It's just like it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, my my yeah. encouragement though is that uh, when you do this, is my only criticism of a lot of the new shows and stuff that are coming out. They're using all the tools that the man has made available and allowed Ooh, you to yeah. use. And they flip a switch and it's gone. And when they need to flip the switch and want it gone, it's gone. So by not, and I'm just trying to be, you know, by example, create the infrastructure that parallels and bypasses their stuff. And I'm willing to not use theirs and mm -hmm. develop this as my activism. And because I could do all I have, all the, you know, the Facebooks and the, you know, the YouTubes and the blah, 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 blah. I got f freaking 15 billion accounts on everything traditional, alternative and whatever. But none of it was mine until yeah. IPFS and yeah. Portal and these other things and my own site that's out of the country and that kind of thing. So um, I'm really encouraging that because just in the last couple of years, this stuff started happening. When I first started screaming IPFS, you know, a lot of the guys would make fun of me. I'm at some event or whatever, and everybody had to take it. Like Luke Rodowski, always down on the shots of whiskey every time when he said IPFS, you know. Yeah. Well, we all got to do another shot, you know, that kind of thing. So, but as they started to get shadow banned and so on, they started to realize they're like, 
damn, you know, this is a thing. Yes, it yeah. is. But they didn't really take it on. Now, library and some other um, uh, sites and so on, you know, have been, but they're under attack. And that's why yeah. they're under attack. You know, so these guys, it's it's going to be, this is where the battle is. It's the ability to share information. And I'm... I, I I always known that was where the Achilles heel was and once you and we have not seen what's going to happen when they use the DNS your your naming system that's up there and they control that it's over now they yeah. just push a button you're done so yeah, I'm exactly. I, I won't make myself susceptible to that and I'm trying to encourage you know people just like you to have at least another place where you save the files or keep them. or Like Josh Seeger said, World Alternative Media. He yeah, only had a YouTube Josh. channel, and he only sometimes maybe sort of had the files on something somewhere. And then it's gone. Now what? And I'd slap him around for years. I'm like, Josh, you, you, oh, you're killing me, you kid. You know, well, Neon, I told you so. All right? So I don't want people like you coming in, having an influence, moving around, seeing the role that you can play, the leadership example that you are to a lot of other people, and go down the same traditional pathway because I know it's a dead end. You know, you need to maintain these files and have a mechanism by which you can share them and continue when they don't want to talk to you anymore because you're one of the guys they don't want to talk to. And the same things, or they don't want to have talking to anybody else, which is the same thing like with Richard Grove, you know, tragedy and hope, autonomy, mm -hmm. all this stuff. And all these guys are still foundationally setting on the traditional system that's so easy for them to control. Stop doing it. I, I'm yeah. a quit. You know, I'm not I in so many different ways. So this is where, uh, but I'm kind of leaving that space because I'm in the, you know, get more and more in the physical space as old grandpa here, you know, hell within a few years, I could be a great grandpa. I yeah. mean, you know, bam, I'll sneak up on you. So I go, when that happens, how are you going to share the information? What generation can you save? How many generations, how much bloodletting has to happen? You know, how much physical resistance, how empty of my magazine's got to be before we can actually turn this around. We have to do what we can do now. And the sharing of this information, the ability for Scott Armstrong to be able to add his dissent to this has to be there. Because if it's not, what good are you? You know, I'm yeah. just, you're only yeah. as good as the system the man allows you to be on. What kind of bullshit is that? You know, yeah. so that's my vote. Why I, I agree, this. man. I agree. I'm going to leave here today and just have that on the back of my mind. Like, how do I innovate towards more, uh, I mean, autonomy, I guess, is just the word. Well, before day, you like, go, oh, yeah, since yeah. we were yeah. calling to check in on you and <laughs> never did, you know, that's, uh, you know, Lawrence, you know, Pimp's got and what he's doing and, you know, how he's having the impact. But I'm afraid. You can see why I'm afraid. Look at all this yeah. stuff that you do. It's on their stuff. Yeah. I mean, at least add a not theirs. So when they flip the switch, you're gone. You know, I mean, crap. I, I can't believe how many people have allowed themselves to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's getting getting me riled up, too. Uh, no, Scott, I think, you, I think you're doing such awesome stuff. It's been fun to watch. It's It's been great to meet you. I love you, man. And, uh, you too, man. Love you, you, you can just consistently uh putting the shows out and and 
I love that you're uh, having just having a great time. You're crushing in the uh, Nashville area, so keep calm and <laughs> stay calm and yes. keep crushing. You know, and stay I, calm and, we'll and keep help. crushing. I love that. You know, just like we help James Corbett and other guys. You know, I'll help make sure you get get the mechanism by which you can do it and duplicate it, the ability of I don't care because someone like you coming in with the fresh eyes that are actually doing stuff on the street working creating this network of of uh, infrastructure building and in the not just intellectually but I mean actual physically building you know and doing all of the things that go along with that with the gardens and the food production I mean all of this I want you to be there to continue to be there, to be a resource for people for a long time, and the direction that people, because they got just enough ease, just enough incentive, just enough, just click here, just enough platforms, do it this way, that they suck you down into that, and then you're done. You know, I, I always, might as well just say goodbye to you. You have a little ship with a hole in it sailing out in the ocean, you know? And I'm going, nope, 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 nope. You need people exactly like you need to at least have the alternative over here that is resilient and will be there when we need it the most. Okay. All right. Well, Ernie, I'm going to look to you as a resource when I have, when I have questions or need uh, help with this along the way. When you're yeah, ready, let me know. I'll set it. your butt up, and then it's yours. Okay. All right. Got you it, know, man. We're, we're working on it. Peace, brother. Thanks for coming on. And I apologize. We got off on oh. all this other stuff. I really wanted to... You know, dude, this is this has been like one of my favorite conversations I've, I've ever had. Like, this is fantastic, man. And so I'm really grateful we did this. Like, Ernie, like I said, man, it's just an honor to be on your just legendary platform. And LD, man, like I said, I love you too, man. You've been uh, like you two, actually, two of the only people, like some, two of the very few people I've actually met in real life over at Float Fest. And so, uh, you know, I, like most of the people I have conversations with in these settings, I've only met, uh, you know, over the internet. So. You know, I know you two exist. I know you're not just uh, constructs <laughs> not of the AI. Way. So you guys, you guys are the real deal, man. And they, like, you guys are the real deal because you're out there doing the stuff that, like, we're not. You're not just preaching it, man. You're doing it. And I really want to connect and learn more about the domes and uh, help bring that back to my community and help, uh, you know, allow some of these folks to. Uh, we'll package it and make yeah, it to where it's yeah. easy for anybody to do. The yeah, only the only yeah. problem is, is there's a die that we developed a long time ago to punch them out and make it really fast. But, you know, to replicate that is like a thing, you know, you got to machine that, but uh, you can order it, but it's not free. But the thing is that I'm willing to do that, make the kits, you know, so, but the shipping of them, they're so heavy, it costs a billion dollars. You know, it's (laughs) one of those, you got to have, you know, uh, freedom dome delivery guy, you know, pick up or something which yeah. could easily happen but the yeah. uh I, i'm really encouraged i'm glad we got to talk again scott Me too. i'm Me excited too. about your excitement to be in the space and i don't want to see people like you just now coming into it being victims of your own success because as soon as you're successful then josh found it out when he hit a hundred thousand and i go you're toast he was over one Christmas in Phoenix. He was spending, you know, his way taking a flight to Canada from Las Vegas. And I go, I said, you know, uh, oh, we had a hundred thousand, and you're done. You're and done. I go, you better get on, on it because that's when they do it. And they did. Yeah. And I'm like, Neon, I freaking told you so. You know, so I, you'll be in the same position. You got to be if you're going to have a voice and an influence and the need that people have for the stuff that you're doing. You need to be where they can't take it away. And if you don't exactly. do that. That's time not well spent, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Well, shoot, man. Uh, I was hoping to put this out on my end, too, if that's all right, because this is just such a great conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. stuff out, man. It's all good. Yeah. You so know, t- tell t- tell anybody listening on my end, like, where can they find you? Where can, where can they get more of this awesome Freedoms stuff? with an S. Freedoms Phoenix, P-H-O-E-N-I-X.com. Freedomsphoenix.com. That's, you know, and that's, you know, primarily uh, everything hubs from there, but we do so much stuff. See, I'm a political activist. I'm in the street. Yeah. I'm making signs. I'm traveling. I'm running for office. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. You know, Freedom's Phoenix was just out of necessity that we knew back in the, I go, when video hits the Internet. Now, that was in the mid-late 90s. Video hits the Internet. Are you a dreamer? You know, and I'm going, yeah, whatever. Well, when it does, you know, we need to be ready. When YouTube first started is when we started Freedom's Phoenix because I knew the capability was there then that we could be the news. And, you know, they'll do all the whiz-bang, flashy, Fox News, whatever the hell, you know. But what happens when we have better content, more insight, out on the street, in the gutter, knows what's going on? They can't compete with that because they just have a narrative they want to push, not news or share stories of the people. What happens when people start doing it themselves? I was a street activist. I knew what was going to happen, and I wanted to demonstrate it. That's what Freedom's Phoenix was. From the ashes of Lady Liberty's torch, the rebirth of Freedom's Phoenix. That was the point. And I'm going, you're going to see a Freedom's Phoenix. It's going to be reborn. Here we go. From what? From the ashes. Well, where's the ashes? We ain't there yet. You know, when the ashes come, we're going to have to have the infrastructure and the contact to make this transition easier into a freedom-oriented society. And that's where I delve. That's what I do, is the inspiration of doing And what is it going to take? Living life, breathing in and out, consuming calories and hydrating yourself someplace that you can do that. Where? I don't know. But it's probably in a dome. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. I'm all about that dome life now. That's so cool. All right. Man. Thanks for spending time. Scott, next time I'll let you talk. But, you oh, know. This is great. You know, Lawrence and I, we're going to yak it a little bit more to end it here. But we'll let you go. And, okay. you know, and we'll talk behind your back. It'll be nice stuff. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Much love. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Thank you, Scott. Brother. Take care. Right. Bye. Later, guys. Bye-bye. So that was fun. I really... Yeah, I didn't want to get into all this other stuff. I always wind up doing it when they're interested. But the, um, you know, what you and I have been doing, you know, this summer of building and people that we've been meeting and, you know, the meetings that we've had, the people we've talked to and so on. You know, I think now you can see the power of what we're talking about. Absolutely. You know, and it's just, you know, how long do you think if you were just by your lonesome? It's just it's just Lawrence out in the piece of land and whatever. And you, you accumulate some of the equipment, which is like a $150 mixer from Harbor Freight, basically yeah. is what we've been doing, you know, and got it used for $170. But, you know, but the um, uh, us building these domes, you had just the time and the inclination and the play kind of got some land. I mean, how much do you think you could accomplish in a year with you and your wife and a friend or something? I think quite a bit. No, I was thinking six months. Uh, no problem. But he, even less than that, if you know, we got got what we need. Now, what's the high techness of this? What special uber duber machine you need? Of well, what we've done. Well, 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 the way we did it. No, we did a did it by hand. I mean, you got you do have the punch. Uh, you got that system, the punch and crimp of the 
the, oh, to uh, make the stretch, yeah, the conduit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, you know, ideally a, a concrete pump and and sprayer, but it can be done without it. By uh, Lawrence's massive hands, <laughs> you know, one hey, at a time. Do you have your Telegram pulled up? Uh, I sent you that that video with with some music to it. I think you played it played it on another show, but uh, I mean, if it's not a uh, big which deal. one? Oh, 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 the um. Yeah, I don't have that file here. Let me see. Yeah, can you I open can up your Telegram. I can figure it out. Open up your Telegram. And... Yeah, but I don't have Telegram on this computer. Oh. Well, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, I I look forward to, you know, hopefully what what uh, you're able to set up in the next couple of months down in Arizona, and I look forward to coming down there and and uh, spending some time with you down there, in your stomping grounds. And getting some more experience and 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 seeing what you want to put together. I mean, the the concept is pretty fantastic, and I think you want to you want to use uh, airbags, perhaps, right, to big build a, a bigger bigger size dome. Well, they have them. You know, matter of fact, Aircrete Harry has some mm-hmm. for me. You yeah. know, he said, yeah, I could use them. You know, I go up and help. We didn't get the machine. Yeah. You know, that was part of the deal. I was going to help him build a dome that he has an inaccessible area on some mountain somewhere that he can't really get all his stuff up to because he has separate components. Where we have is one trailer has everything on it. Mm-hmm. You know, is what we had purchased, but we got our money back because we, you know, couldn't get it. But the, um, uh, it his, I think he has a, uh, long, kind of uh, elongated one, a couple of big domes, uh, you know, a 30-foot, uh, 40. I mean, he's got some big domes up there, airbags. That I don't think he has used most of them. Yeah. You know, he's building, you know, something else he's doing. He accumulated these. And for being able to use my machine, he'll give me one, or at least let me use it, you know, for going up and helping him. But he'd probably let me use it anyway. But, you know, that was kind of the deal. I go up and help him. He'll help me, that kind of deal. But, um once you get these airbags, which you can do, but they're like five to ten thousand dollars a piece, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm going, yeah, you can price people out. They may have five, ten thousand, but they're expecting a house for that, not just just the airbag to make it. You know, right, right. And um, so that's why we're working on that. You know, we're trying to make it to where anybody can do it, anybody can put it together. But then stamping out the the uh, dome pieces, yeah, that's not a really good idea either. Then the other thing is what they call ferro-cement, which is you buy rebar in long lengths and you just shape it, mm-hmm. you know, and put some chicken wire over it and you just do that, which is another mechanism, which is one that we started. But once we, you know, we played with that a little bit, but once we had the geodesic dome, I could design anything I wanted and just bolt it together and we're done. So it's maybe not the ultimate thing and what we'll do for all of them, but... Um, it was the easiest for me because I had the machine to do it. Well, not everybody has that, you know, so we got to come up with another way too. But, uh, you know, this is all part of the process of learning how to build. And the problem has been is with cities and towns and building codes and you have to and got to eliminate this. Nope, you got to buy a bunch of, oh, my God, overpriced two-by-fours to do it this way. That's not even as strong. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going, you know, but they – this is why at the county level – is where you have the the control of the government. I mean, of the people. You know, it's a permit. Did you get your permit? Are you allowed? And I'm like, Ugh! you know, suck it. So, um, see, I'm trying to. How do I get this? I can save this file. 
and then I move it over here because it's really a cool file. Um, so way, I guess I'd have to load. Can you just put it up on your site real quick from that computer and then play it from the site or download it? Well, that's what I'm trying to do here. Let me see. I'll put it into this show. Ha, 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 ha. Um, yeah, we'll do this. While I'm doing this, go ahead and tell everybody about your experience uh, working on the dome and, you know, what do you think that could be made easier, the difficult or is there something somebody can't do? Describe to them every day when we go out there, what are we doing? Um, well, once we got, you know, when I got here, the the structure was already up, the concrete was already poured, the slab, and then the uh, conduit pieces were already in place, uh, put together in the dome shape. And then w where I picked up with you guys was um, laying the, the hog paneling over it and using rebar ties to snug it down where, wherever it made contact and, and get a nice shape out of that. And, uh, you know, next putting on the, uh, the mesh, the, the uh, spider lath. And... Yeah, after that was was the the hand hand working of the concrete, and yeah, it, it was hard work. Um, like I said, you know, I I appreciate the experience. I think everybody should uh, do a little concrete work in their lives. Get to get to, get to be one with the concrete. Get get in the mix, so to speak, and uh, feel that on your skin. But learn how to get learn how to avoid it burning your skin, and. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a great experience. Uh, like I said, I look forward to doing it again, another iteration, kind of improving upon the, the foundation of uh, my understanding and ability with it and sort of going start to finish, well, going through the it. process. You know, it's, you know, people don't know what they're, what they you experience. You walk in, you know, the front door and it's just a big giant round hemisphere that you're you do whatever the hell you want you know what i mean but it's right you know it, it, you're not gonna get rained on i mean you know right absolutely um yeah it's got some some fun vocal effects too um it's definitely warm in there uh, especially if you get up to the top of the dome while you're working concrete um and yeah it's a, it's a big space to fill for uh for this for the, the square footage um you know well, we're gonna we're gonna build that rocket stove, or maybe I'll I'll have to figure out how to build that rocket stove, and um, a heated bench. We have plans for that. Uh, we've got electricity, and you know, door, two windows, uh, maybe ceiling fan. But um, yeah, I'll be really excited to see what you can do, piecing together multiple domes and connecting them, and uh, building building that you know, interesting housing complex, you know, big spaceship house out in the desert. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you have plans to build, build, incorporate a 30 footer? Cause that's what I was wondering is how the experience would change. Uh, you know, we had the, the 30 footer as a work, workshop dome with plastic over top. Um, that was the original size that I, what will be cementing. Yeah. You know, that's the, you know, the, the 22 foot dome is a good size. You yeah. know that that could be a lot of things. I yeah. mean, that's a certainly a kick-ass studio apartment or big bedroom or yeah. whatever the hell you want. You know, but uh, the 30 foot dome is more like a big area. You know, yeah, it's like you know 
party. You know? Well, and I'm just thinking that's that's going to be a, a leveling up. That's going to be a bit different experience. It'll take longer. You know, I won't be able to reach the ceiling of the dome uh, from a ladder, likely. So, you know, probably be a big ass ladder. Probably getting on a <laughs> big ass ladder or uh, maybe a scaffold. Scaffolding. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how that'll go. Yeah, what I'm trying to do is to load the. Um, well, Donna's here. She can do it. Oh. The um, Donna, can you load a, a video file from Telegram into today's show? All right. I'm going to forward this to you so I can do it trying to concentrate over here and doing I just, you know, it's brain damage for me. Okay. I can send it to her, too. Yeah, through the um, and where was it on video from you? Do this forward to Donna. Yeah, Donna just walked in. Guy, you know, worked for. Her. Boom. Okay, that file that I sent you. It's three minutes thirty eight seconds of the dome construction thing of the final whatever. Just put that into today's archive, okay? Well, soon as you can do it, I can play it so we can end the show. I'm sorry, it's not done yet. <laughs> yeah, Donna's taking care of it. So this is, uh, so you can kind of see, we showed a little bit from the phones and everything, but I, I, I'm telling you, it, it's Tatooine. I mean, it's Star Wars. It's just like the little town cities of, you know, uh, cement, you know, dwellings of whatever that will be there for thousands of years. I mean, you know, the way we did this, you know, Egyptians are pussies. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, my don't kick your pyramids ass, you know, that kind of thing. So it's it's a lot easier for us to do this um, uh, than a lot of people anticipated. They didn't have basalt mesh fibers, did they? Yeah, that worked out really well. I like I like the basalt mesh, but um, well, and you yeah, we we mixed to. we 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 had a basalt uh, rope that we cut into little pieces. About an inch and, and a half and long. Soaked it in water, sort of let let the pieces come apart, and we mixed that in with a final mortar mix with the tint, and uh, gave a little bit of. Uh, ain't going maybe, anywhere. The outer shell. A little yeah. bit extra. Yeah. Well, what's been your experience working with cement? You know, one handful at a time, building a big dome of. I mean, this has been work. Yeah. No, it's a learning experience. Uh, we definitely had some subier mixes, and then we had to thicken it up. So just playing with the the ratio of water, you know, adding adding a splash or doing a little bit less the next time. We were using uh, lime as well to get a little more adhesion in the mix, and um, it, the the toughest part was definitely the inside of the dome. Uh, could be a little bit demoralizing at times because you, you know, you got rubber gloves and uh, latex gloves underneath. That's a good thing. A long sleeve shirt. A couple long sleeve shirts have your like outer layer concrete shirt. And uh, but yeah, you take a take a handful, scoop it, in, and uh, try to smear on a bit, get get something on there, and then smooth it out. But usually. Um, Usually, like, 70% of it is dropping to the ground, so you work the bucket, and then you get off the ladder, and you scoop it back up, and you mix it with a little bit more, and you go up and do it again. And so it's definitely 
definitely work. Um, but I'm, I'm glad I invested the time in that. And, uh, it, you know, I had like that, I was trying to think of like extra inning mentality. If you go with baseball metaphor or, uh, you know, fourth quarter mentality, if you want to talk football, just, uh, kind of pushing through, keeping yourself going or what do you have there? Well, this is Donna said I could show the, the dome at the end of, uh, Oh yeah. You know, I, well, yeah, I want this right here. It's, it's the same video just with music, but it's, you know, no, you know, well, this will, yeah. So people can see, um, you know, this is the video, this is the inside of it as we were starting to finish the inside of it, you know, but, uh, yeah, as we're doing this, there's not enough bandwidth for us to do this at the same time. But the, um, so I wanted to make sure that we get uh, this included into this show. So if you can take that and link it into the show, Donna, then we can go ahead and you know show everybody. But the, you know, you know we're just yakking it now. I mean, you know, well, what else are you guys gonna do? But the uh, uh, we got work to do. Well, we got what time is it? We got there's stuff to do, man. Yeah, I gotta. Well, we're going to be going to dinner with some people, and then I wanted to, you know, do some more work on the electrical, you know, the uh, inverters that we're doing in there before we leave. And uh, we got everything all apart doing that. But the, you know, Lawrence has been a really good help. Um, he and Gene, two guys and, and me, we've been out there, except when I'm on the radio or something, we just, the three of us is out there just, you know, mixing cement, you know, concrete, no, no. Cement, it was out the aggregate. If you got aggregate, then it's called concrete. You know, but we're doing just cement and sand. So it's sand, you know, it's kind of a heavy sand, like wash sand, you know, and it gives it really high strength when you're doing two buckets of sand to one Portland cement and one water. You do that, it doesn't crack so far, and it's really super strong. But you can make it up to four buckets of sand, you know, and it goes a lot further. But uh, we wanted to get the really strong stuff first, and we put the other on. And also, you can do aircrete and give you a lot more insulation and so on. But we didn't have the machine for doing that, so we're doing it a different way. But it's strong as hell. And as we put this on, imagine smearing by hand a layer of cement over uh, a dome by hand and building it up to, like, five inches thick by hand. One hand at a time, or six hands at a time, you know, as we're putting this up. and But we get to intimately get in all the nooks and crannies and understand the junctions between the brim and the dome and the window and the door and the, you know, uh, the electrical and the yada, yada, yada. So it's like you go over and over and over and over the same spot dozens of times, and over a period of couple of months, I know my dome, man, you know, and the process. But there are much faster mechanisms for mechanisms mechanisms for doing this so and that's what we're going to do but you know who knows how to do this better than us three come on i mean you know we we love (laughs) as with many things you know when when some smart people are working on something there's i think there's other smart people working on the same thing where or slightly slightly different things somewhere else and and then if we connect with them that'd be cool yeah i got to find out well, Mike Swatek, uh, yeah. you know, he's doing a Dome Gaia version. We just did a show last week and all the stuff that he's doing. 
And uh, there's different methods and different ways. But what he's doing is making blocks. But the method that he's doing to get to the point that we are now, uh, he's a year and a half into it, two years. It's just a process. Plus, he lives in where it snows, so mm-hmm. part of the winter he doesn't get to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this is a, a faster way, of course, but um, better, I don't know. It, it's just been it's, – it's not the method. It's the goal. The goal is is to create a permanent, oh, my God, it ain't going where it could take a missile strike kind of structure. And – it lasts and be multi-generational. It's easy and semi-cheap to build, and it will last forever. Then what? You know, I, that's, you know, that's the then what. You know, so that's what we're doing. I have an idea, have for decades, since I was a kid. You know, I, I wish I could, and maybe in some day I will. And then as you, you pay attention, you come across different materials and methods and, you know, uh, other examples, then we do it. And we did it. So I'm like, all right, don't tell me it can't be done. I just did it. You know, now what? And it costs this much. So that's what we're inspiring. And over the summer, and Lars has been here for a lot of it, we've had a lot of visitors. You know, people that either know from the show or friends or happen to be up or heard about it from somebody or whatever. And they they come up and go, oh, now I see what you're talking about. I got a hand touchy-feely. And the first, within an hour, hell, within 10 minutes of Joshua and um, – uh, Joseph being here, they were freaking in it, you know. We were smearing on. So they they got to see, and, of course, I think they're looking forward to doing something. Yeah. So I can add another couple, you know. So that's what we're, we're doing, trying to inspire, and that's why I wanted to talk to guys like Scott Armstrong, is that, you know, he's us maybe a decade ago, and you go through a lot of things. I don't want these guys to have to relearn everything. And the one thing you're going to learn if you're on somebody else's platform, it ain't yours. Yeah. Now, whatever you build is going to be gone. So I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. How long, baby? If the service is free, you are the product. I'm sorry? If the service is free, you are the product. Right. You know, we've been Donna and I have been working on doing this stuff for a long time. And she's loading it up so that we can display it in the show here. Where are you loading it up to, Donna? Into this show archive? Yeah, with us on, it's going to take her a little bit. But show me. Is it this file? Is it this file? Okay, well, well, show me on the. All right, Donna's going to walk me through it so we can show you this file. So. All right. It's the same video. I just added some music to it, but it's no big deal. Yeah, no, that's cool. You already um, this one. Go in there. Oh, that's not it. Yeah, it was just right next to my heart, heart, heart. Okay. All right, here we go. Now we can do it. And let's maximize this. This is the dome. After we had cement on it, and it's kind of a light color because we put a sealant on it. Now, it's a thermoseal of whatever kind of a plastic whatever. But we added adhesive to that so that when you put the wet cement on it, it sticks and so on. So the final coat is what we're doing here. And now that we're adding some different coloring features and so on. Now, 
it's what we had done after we had already done this. We took buckets of um, this finer um, uh, uh, cement. It's not, you know. Mortar uh, mix. Yeah, it's a mortar mix. Instead of having big wash sand, this is a real fine sand. It's almost like it'll glaze. You can almost do your walls with it or something. But we still need it kind of rough. So what we did, we just take buckets of this. We mix it in the mixer, put it in this big tote. Then we're just taking buckets, and we just, you know, start smearing it on by hand. Now, we've done this. How many billion layers of this have we done? 50. I, a lot, okay? So because we didn't have the machine to do it. And I go, don't care, not waiting, doing it anyway. You know, get the wheelbarrow. We'll just make it go work. So that's what we've been doing this summer and just keep layering and layering and layering and putting in the windows and building the brim and doing the drain, you know, I mean, and the coloring and whatever. Now, this has a um, uh, some tents in it to make it kind of a, a, a light sand color. It comes on darker here as it's wet. As it dries, it'll look kind of two-tony, and then it, it gets to like a sand color, like the sand around it. But it blends. All of a sudden, you don't see it up there. Mm-hmm. You're walking around. It's like, where's that dome? You know, you bang into it. But the um, So it's kind of camouflage. We had the foundation to put it on. We kind of blended it into the bottom, and you'll see, you know, we'll go around doing that. You know, like I'm digging the dirt away from the foundation there. I was doing that while... Uh, Gene and Lawrence were coding it. And, you know, we the inside is not done, but it's kind of to this point. I mean, you got to, you know, do some more stuff. But this is us doing the final coat. <coughs> and boom, 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 time lapse. I wish we could go as fast as time lapse. That would be <laughs> awesome. You know, this is just a few minutes of the last day that, you know, when I finally go, and I'm done. And I start packing up my stuff and fixing my other things and doing, you know, different stuff, getting ready to go. Because this is the point at which we wanted to do it. Now, this brim, it's like a baseball cap, you know, what this thing looks like. That brim goes over the two front windows and the door. Now, you know, some of the other uh, people want to add another window. Knock yourself out, man. You know, they... You know, do that. Where were you when we were doing it? So it's um, uh, you can design this any way you want. But we did this in such a way to make it to where it would be warm and cool and uh, large enough and demonstrative of the process. And, you know, boom, we're done. But this is you really get an intimate feeling for cement and concrete. You know, you put it on, you smear it on hand applied by hand. Now, we use a little bit of trowel sometimes, but not really. You know, most of this is by hand, you know, that we did this. But inside is pretty big. I mean, it's it's deceptively smaller here because you don't have, you know, corners or walls. or I mean, it's just a it's a dome. You go inside, and that thing is big. There's audio here if you uh, have it on. Oh, you, hey, you got any final, final comments, comments or anything? <laughs> Get a machine! <laughs> <laughs> So that was the big thing is we could have done this way faster, like in a week, you know, but we weren't willing to wait and we wanted to, and it was good to do the first one by hand. You see all the everything's and it was, it's got electrical in it. They didn't do plumbing because they didn't want to, but you can bring, we are right next to, right behind me is a, a jack in the plumbing. So I think they might wind up putting that in. They want to do a compost toilet and all that kind of stuff. But I like having running water, get over it. And then, uh, but they have cabins up here that they did the same thing. And I'm going, eh, you know, I'd like to have some plumbing. But they had already poured the slab while we were gone. I had this dome, this particular one, the frame up here for four years. 
you know, and they just didn't do anything with other than do the slab. Because when you're talking to traditional construction guys that they have up here building a bunch of other buildings in the round, their head just explodes. You know, it's like, you know, I don't know what to do. All right, I'll do it. So I said last year, I said, I'll be up here this summer and we'll get it done, which is what we did. So that's what we did. I don't know why this isn't playing. That's all right. Yeah, whatever. We got, we got the gist of it. So you go to uh, 10-8 show that we did with Swatech. Now, these are the – all right, we'll start from up here. This is what uh, Mike Swatech in Oklahoma is doing. Mm. And he's building – it's two domes and a sunroom, and they got all these, you know, uh, arches uh, between them and outside and access to whatever. But they're making aircrete blocks – and the blocks are like 30-something inches long, and they cut them into threes. And then he stacks them and doing it. It's just been a year and a half, and it just takes a while. And I'm going, eh, there's got to be a you know, faster way of doing this. So we're just working on this, you know, being able to you know, do it a different way. And uh, it's, a, it's a thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Now, this is the basalt fibers, which is stone that they melt into, like, you know, fibers, like you're doing melting fiberglass. And, um, you know, they come in a rope that when you cut them, like, in an inch and a half, you know, this rope you cut, and they just un unfurl, and we mix it in with the cement, and this is what reinforces it. You know, so that's worked out better than I thought. You know, that worked out pretty well. So it's not going to go anywhere. So I just, you know, wanted to encourage you and Scott and, everything that you know this stuff can be done and i'm i hate to see enthusiastic capable guys like you and even autonomy and and scott and a lot of these guys coming in new and depending on the tools and the machine and the sites and the platforms that are going to be the instrument of your demise you know i just i i just know that's going to happen it has to be outside of that which is what we're doing because i'm an activist and i know better so that's yeah, yeah. just fyi so that's why we're doing that so anyway now we got to say hello and get to share with you today you know it's turned into a longer show than i anticipated but i wanted to get updated with scott we'll get him on again and talk more about what he's doing but uh a lot of what he's doing is learning a lot of what we're doing you know you got him hooked up over on um uh, autonomy and he's starting his classes just now and uh, we'll he, see he hooked goes. himself up, yeah. But it, it'll be cool to to see him go through. How that. did you know Scott? Where did you meet him first? I met him at Flow Fest, like you. Oh, up in the, over in yeah. Austin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, there's a lot of I I I make the attempt to go to a lot of festivals, you know, for a lot of reasons. But a lot of it is touchy feely, get to know, you know, you know, share a joint, whatever, you know, with these guys, and you understand how strong the movement really is and where the rebar is. You know, a lot of, there's a lot of fill, but you know, you got to have some rebar in there. You know, we're a lot of the rebar, you mm -hmm. know, and then you, you know, you build the material with a lot of conversation and all of a sudden you got a structure and that's what we're working on. All right. Peace guys. Sorry to ramble so much, but we, you know, how else are you going to get all this information shared with? Cause this is what we're doing and all the stuff that we've been doing this summer We'll put it in packages. You know, uh, Lawrence has a lot of this stuff, and we'll make it into a class, and then we're going to actually, you know, have us doing it in mid-January in Arizona. So you want a nice place to go in, you know, Arizona in mid-January. That would be the time to go, and we'll be having some fun, and you're invited.
Peace.